Welcome to No Quarters, episode 92. It's a motherfucking video game podcast, y'all. Totally You're right, is. man. Yeah. I know. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. Again. Hey. Yeah. We got we got new hot takes coming this uh, this month. Hottest. Yeah. I didn't want to recycle hot, hot takes. Hot takes on old games. The best <laughs> I, I takes. Don't want, I don't want reheated takes. Nope. nope. Fresh hot takes. These are fresh out the, not the microwave. They're, I don't know where they're coming the from. The convection oven. Yes. From yeah. the salamander. Ooh. 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 <laughs> yeah. We're playing Gex? No. Oh. The thing that heats up the toast. Yeah, the it bread. heats both toast the top the and bottom. Toast. Oh, that's, that's called what the salamander. I didn't know that. I had no yeah. idea. Hmm. Yeah, like when you order ribs from like Applebee's, they boil the shit out of them and then they just throw them under the salamander. And they're like, here, we grilled these for you. And you're like, nah, no, you didn't. Hmm. So anyway. Today I learned something. Yes. Guess what else I learned about? I don't know. VR. Ver? Harlow got an Oculus Rift. What? <laughs> VR <Ow>. time. <laughs> wow. I yeah. finally tried VR. You can you can now add us to the mute list if you are yeah. sick of people talking about <laughs> VR. Because no, here I comes think, some. I think we're over the VR zeitgeist. And uh, I think we're we? back mm-hmm. into where it's okay to talk about VR again. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got an Oculus Rift. I did. Their their current bundle pricing is was too good to pass up. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you know, like it's it's down to four hundred dollars US um, until they hit a certain number, and yep. then it's back up to full price. Which mm. new full price is now five hundred dollars. So yeah, even though and this it, is with the touch controllers, yeah, because the bundle used to be six hundred dollars with the thing and the touch controllers mm-hmm. and all that. So it finally was like, all right, I have a, I have a PC that can do this. It is now time. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the thing that one hundred percent sold me was booking an appointment at a Best Buy where they have the certain Best Buys have the demo thing for Oculus because mm. um, VR goggles are VR goggles. I mean, as long as they're running at what are what are considered the uh, appropriate specs to avoid motion sickness, mm-hmm. which I believe is, well, the Oculus runs at 1440p at 90 frames a second, and that's what avoids any motion sickness. Um, is that just for the mass, vast majority of people or I think so. I mean, you know, I mean, if you're so prone to motion sickness, you might get it anyway, regardless. Just, I got, I got you. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, this is what, you know, keeping it running at a constant 90 frames is what prevents you from getting motion sickness by drop frames. You know, okay. that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the trick is like, you know, people that aren't even prone to motion sickness. If you start dropping frames, you're like, well, no, something's not right. Bleh, you know, <laughs> so you said you said it runs at 90. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, OK. Yeah. So, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure PSVR has to hit that, too. I mean, I just, like I said, I think that's what scientists were mm-hmm. like. It needs to run to this or else people are start, going to start feeling sick. Well, I was going to say is headsets are headsets. You know, as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do, that's fine. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you know, then you're just talking about level of graphics that your machine can do. Yeah. What sold me on the Oculus, and I'm sure the Vive is probably very similar, are the touch controllers. The touch controllers are by far and away the thing that, makes that system work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they're like the Wiimote or the PlayStation Move if they actually worked. Yeah. So... <laughs> Which they kind of didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if if you were holding something in your hand a la the Wii, Wii remotes, but it had the tracking like the the Xbox One Connect had, which mm-hmm. was good, but they never made anything for it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the best of those two worlds. Um, the amount of tech that's in those touch controllers is is pretty astounding because you've got little sensor things that sit up, you know, you can have as many as you want to buy for better tracking purposes. Um, You've only got two, right? I've only got two because like the VR set comes with one, the touch controllers come with one. You can add more like 50 bucks a pop or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you could 360 them around you if you wanted to. 
Um, but like they've got IR tracking on them, so wherever you move your hands, it's one to one on the screen. But then each button and finger position also has trackers in them. So like even if you're not pushing the button, just resting your fingers on there, it's like it knows your hands are there. Yeah, like if you and when you get a visual representation of your hands in VR. Mm -hmm. It um it also will move those fingers yeah. on and off the controllers in VR, so you can like without having a visual frame of reference to your own actual hands, you have a visual frame of reference to your fake hands mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. see if they're on the right position on the controller or not. And I think others. Chuck's the only one of us that hasn't tried it yet. I've watched everyone yeah. do it. Well, yeah, that's the that's silly, an experience that's in the and silly part. I mean, that's the one. You know, let's be honest. You you, you look ridiculous when you have it on, but of you kind of don't well, care what you have. I didn't think it, on. it looked that bad. I mean, yeah, it didn't I, look as silly as like what movies have depicted VR sure. to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. um, we all look like massive dorks anyway, so it's yeah, absolutely not a big deal. Yeah, no, not worried about it. And none of us had mouth agape face, did we? Mm, I don't think so. No. Like that picture of Will Smith that everyone uses. No, the no, guy no. from Tested, where it's like, yeah. But the the thing is, I think everyone can attest is like if the motion controllers are on and you don't have them in your hands, someone else can hand them to you and your hands will naturally reach out and grab right where they are. That's yeah. how accurate they are. Yeah. Can't see a thing in real world, but you can reach right out and they're mm -hmm. where you think they should be. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised at how little like fumbling around because you handed them to me mm -hmm. like one at a time and I just like reached out and grabbed it and I was like, oh. It's actually in my hand now. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe that I didn't like drop it or smack it across the room or something. Right. It was just the one to one is actual one to one. Yeah. But I mean, when I say like there, there are sensors like so the game kind of makes you like a weird three fingered flipper creature, you know, sort of because like the tracking is meant for your thumbs, your index finger, and then the other three fingers are just kind of connected. Yeah. Like so you've got a little grip button on the bottom. So you can't like individually flex out your yeah you, you couldn't know. pretend to play piano right or you couldn't even flip somebody off <laughs> really um, but anyway so like so you can point at things you can do a thumbs up and the, or you can make a fist you know essentially mm -hmm. and and as that as i was saying with your middle finger ring and pinky that that little grippy thing is what you usually interact with something so like you'll reach out and be able to grab it and pick it up and you can throw it and you can, whatever mm -hmm. so yeah. that's and that's it's definitely the best use of triggers as far as um using your middle finger and your index finger at mm -hmm. the same time because like i never like on xbox or playstation i never have my hands sitting like that ever i'm always using my index going either up and down or whatever sure it's very rare that i do it that way but these the way they're designed it's like it's nestled in yeah which makes sense for one of the games we're going to talk about called robot recall yeah where you're literally drawing your gun mm -hmm. with your middle finger to hold it right. and you're shooting the trigger with your index finger yep yeah so Talk a little bit more about the tech, yeah. and then I'll talk about the games. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, every single button, like, the you know, your face buttons, like A and B on the right-hand side and X and Y on the left-hand side, you can just rest your finger on those. There's a little thumb rest thing that doesn't do anything. It's just a rest. And then there's, like, I don't think, I think maybe the menu buttons don't have the sensor in them, but that's the only one because you, mm -hmm. you wouldn't normally rest your finger on there. So you've got, like, a menu button and, like, a start button on right and left hand. And then even the top of the, the analog sticks will register your finger resting on it as being down. Um, so it's just, it's just kind of crazy like that they put that many sensors in all those different places. And then otherwise, it's just like a broken into Xbox controller, you know, more or less like button wise. Right. Um, anyway, so that that's that headset is the headset. I mean, like mm -hmm. I said, you you plug it into your machine with a HDMI and a USB 3.0 or one. Probably one is better if you mm. have that port. Uh, ask me how I know. Um, <laughs> how do you know? Because <laughs> uh, mine didn't work on the USB 3 port. So I, I had to throw an add on card in there. 
Oh, wow. I had oh. to put a 3.1 card in there for it to register correctly. Otherwise, it was like it would drop sound. Sometimes I'm it wouldn't come out I'm glad my motherboard has that. Yeah. So, um, and then the little sensors just go in USB ports. And like I said, you can put as many of those as you as your computer can handle, basically. Um, 256. Is, that might be the max. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there, there probably is a theoretical max. I mean, because at a certain point, if you've gone all the way around you, why would you need more? Then otherwise, like setting up the, the thing, uh, like the, I, I just I want to remark because like the setup process is so well done. Like I I'm just I'm super impressed with like how it guides you through the setup process. Like first, it's like, OK, plug things in. Cool. I can see them. They're functioning properly. Then it's like, uh, can I see the touch controllers? Yes. All right. Stand in like the center of your play area and push a button. And it's like, OK, I've basically marked this as the center of your play area. Mm -hmm. And then without the helmet on, it asks you to hold down the trigger on the touch controller and walk around your play area. So you can walk around a chair, coffee table, whatever, and like basically like create a safe zone. That's like where you can actually walk around and not in fear of hitting anything. Obviously, the more space you have, the more flexible mm -hmm. and crazy you can go with it. But I mean, I don't have a huge play area, but it was more than enough to like paint out a triangle area. And it was like, cool, you're good. Um, and then once you put the headset on, it basically will throw up a grid when you get close to it. So like a little sort of like transparent grid will come up. And even when you're like reaching out, it's like, hey, hold up. You're about to hit something in the real world inside, you know, by walking forward that you can't see. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's very unobtrusive. And it's just like, yep, you're getting close to something. You might want to stop. And then I think it like gets more solid. If you're you know, yeah. if you're like, no, forget it. I'm still going forward. I'm going to walk into my TV. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's basically the setup. And then the, um, you know, you calibrate the headset, which is basically positioning it up and down on your head so that a certain line is clear. And then you've got a little toggle switch, which basically just moves the uh, screens in closer or further away from your nose, like mm -hmm. the bridge of your nose. And that's what will basically get it 100 percent in focus. So you just do that. And then it's like, cool. Now we're going to teach you how to use the controller, push all the buttons, point at this. And then you get teleported to this cool little room where it's basically like the sex room. Try out the best of like VR. You're like in this weird camper RV thing and there's all this tech shit around you and this, and you like make this little robot come to life and you wave at it and it comes out it's like cool I'll give you stuff and you basically he gives these little floppy disks that you put in a 3D printer and then it prints up like shit you can play with like a gun and little shakers and shit <laughs> just like that. prints up a gun yeah. well you know that's what that's what everyone's worried about 3D printing guns and <laughs> this game is like yeah that's a thing here watch we'll do it um, and then eventually it's like alright you've learned the basics now we're going to teleport you to the Oculus home which is a little 3D home space that you stand in and you've got your game menus and all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. It's just like a launcher, but it's pretty. Yeah. So one thing, this is all through the Oculus store. Mm -hmm. because it, you, it is a separate app. Like Yeah, because Steam VR, completely different setup process. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so Steam, like I said, I, I remarked on the how to set up the Oculus because it's so good. Like, so here's the weird thing, because the Oculus is like the brains behind everything. Even if you're going to use a third-party VR app like Steam or even like homemade things or going into YouTube or whatever, you've got to open up Oculus, the program, just leave it running in order, you know, because it's it will drive the brains of everything. Mm -hmm. So fire up Oculus, minimize it, fire up Steam, and it immediately prompts you to do essentially the same thing. Like here, stand here and paint the player in your room. The problem with the Steam one now it's in beta, <laughs> so. Oh I, you know, forgive it if you will, but it, it fucking sucks. I'll tell you that right now. Um, in the same sort of vein as is that you go around the 
play area painting it, but it's like old school paint, like where if you want to draw something and you accidentally let go or you come out of sensor range, it breaks the line you were creating. So you're trying to sit there and draw around your room. And if at any point in time, it's like, I've lost communication or you turned wrong and I can't see the sensor. Mm -hmm. You got to start over. And it has to have a certain size or else it won't let you pr progress. Mm. So that's the other part is like getting it to paint out plus making sure it's big enough that it fits their minimum rectangle area is like I was really having to like go outside my realms a little bit like it just wanted a bigger space than Oculus did, which I thought was stupid. Yeah. And it has to be like a perfect square. So if you fuck up again and like draw in a little divot, it actually won't let you correct that. You have to start all over again. So it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Gee, it's almost like you can tell they fired their entire VR department. Yeah. But see, the Did Vive they fire sorry, their entire VR department? assigned their entire The Vive uh, is basically Steam VR. I mean, like, yeah. they, they, that's basically their VR machine. I'm like, so they're in, you know, like, they're pushing the Vive very heavy on Steam. So they're basically breaking the Oculus to do it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if the Vive just has a better setup and they're like, we'll make the Oculus one shitty so that people will want both or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. If it's that shitty on the Vive, I I can't even imagine that being your first experience of like, here's how you set up your VR. It's just, it's just night and day, like how nice the Oculus store is versus mm -hmm. what the. Yeah. And that bummed me out because I wanted a drift is one of the games that um, I think we shared it through my Steam library. Right. So you have that as one of your VR games. Sure. But we never got to play it because the whole steam setup sucked so bad that yeah. we didn't get there. But yeah, anyway, uh, let's talk about some games. Cause that's enough. Yeah. That's enough about the hardware games. part. That's what we talk about here. Um, so Sometimes. I'm so I'll, I'll start with what I started with, which was robo recall, mm -hmm. um, which is what I tried at the best buy demo. It's one of the bundle games that they give you as part of Oculus. Apparently that bundle is shifting its games in like the first or second week of August. Um, okay. They're like Robo Recall will still be in there, but I think like every other one was dropped. Like, mm. and they've replaced them. Like, I actually think the game selection is better coming up soon. Um, like, you get Robo Recall, which is probably the best one of what they give you. Um, they throw in Super Hot VR, um, Wilson's Heart, which is the other one everyone, a lot of people are talking about in mm -hmm. VR, and then like several of the other big titles, like, oh, man. like VR Climb or something like that. Man, Super so, Hot. I'm probably still going to pick that up. I just haven't yet. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and that sucks just... that it's not included if you own Super Hot. Yeah, like it's a it's bit. a separate, but it is also apparently the whole. I mean, the storyline's probably the same, but the levels are different. Yeah. So. So we'll see. Yeah, a little bit of a shame, but yeah. yeah. So if, if you're if you're on the fence, I would say wait like another maybe even a week by the time this comes out, mm -hmm. um, because like I I think the bundle games are gonna be are gonna be better. Uh, yeah. So Robo Recall, that's the first one I started with. It's made by Epic um, mm -hmm. slash Oculus. Like they've got Oculus Studio, which probably just means they threw some money at Epic and said, make this. Mm -hmm. I, I doubt they actually have much in the way of in-house production. I don't yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so here's the thing. I, I should come clean about something to do with VR. And this is going to be like kind of an analogy for people that have been around for a certain period of time. To me right now, VR feels like when you got a CD ROM when they first came out, like everything's cool and it's shiny and it's new. And like, suddenly there's voice acting and real music, and everything, mm -hmm. but on a game level, it's not the same as like the games you were playing. Right. Yeah. Like, like you were playing a lot of on rails things and 
um, point-to-point puzzle things like Seventh Guest. You know, yep. it wasn't like because of the read speeds on the CD-ROM, they weren't doing a lot of like direct one-to-one interaction. Mm-hmm. It's it's better with VR, but like Robo Recall is an example of what several of them are doing, which is you stand in an area, look around, but then just kind of point and teleport yourself somewhere else, so you're not yeah. like first person walking per se. I mean, I guess there are some ones that do that, but a lot of them, I think that's where you run into the issues of motion sickness. Like, you either play it sitting down and just rely on the head tracking, or, you know, you're just really mm-hmm. good at, like, standing there pushing forward and your body is moving forward without your legs doing anything. Like, that, yeah. that can really throw off your equilibrium. So, all that being said, Robo Recall is still very cool. You're presented, you're like, you watch this little storyline of what's going on, which is basically robots got zapped for whatever reason, they've gone crazy and are trying and are attacking people. Yeah. So your job is basically like murder all almost robots. A, almost a Blade Runner. Like you're just retiring a shitload of robots. <laughs> yes. Um, but what's cool about it is like you can reach out and grab them and dismember them, you know, by hand. You have dual pistols at either side that you actually reach down like you're grabbing a pistol out of your belt and shoot them, and then mm-hmm. when they reload, you just toss them and and. and make you know it makes more um yep. <laughs> and then eventually you get shotguns like on a back holster kind of thing it's so, like you're reaching up your shoulder grab and pulling out a shotgun yeah. that one wasn't as reliable for me no yeah i mean it, it, it had a lot of trouble figuring out hey he's reaching behind his back for that gun yeah i mean i think you just have to or maybe like, it just because it got so frantic that i was it, not it, doing it properly <laughs> yeah it's like it, it's that, that game goes from here's how you play to holy shit in like three minutes yeah, like it's very quick to like. All right, this is here's the basics of what you do. And all of a sudden, it's like there are thirty robots on the screen all trying to attack you at once mm-hmm. in, in a very short period of time. So, I would say like it's a very, very, very cool light gun game that just doesn't happen to use a light gun. That's yeah. how I would reckon it. You know, like liken it the most is like that's you know don't expect like one to one motion. Now, in the middle of a fight, you can point the little thing in whatever direction and teleport. Like if you're getting swarmed, you can be like, nope. Yeah. Get out of here. Go over here. And so you kind of point in the direction you want to go and a little uh, circle comes up and then you spin the thumbstick clockwise, counterclockwise, and you decide which way you're going to face after the teleport. Yeah. So that's your essentially your movement in the game. Mm-hmm. Now, you can what, also move your head. You can move your head. Yeah, because like you, can, you can dodge bullets with your head. You can actually grab the bullets out of the air and throw them back at the robots, yeah. which is Ooh. crazy and fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You I have to like good enough powers. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like. Now, I said all that, like, and what sold me on this was playing this game in the demo was when I realized, like, the first time they, they give you the gun, it's like you're in, like, a safe shooting range, you know, mm-hmm. just to try it out. And then when I realized that in VR, you could hold the gun up and aim down the sights, the iron sights on the gun, and it was accurate. And I was yes. like, yeah, okay. And you actually, like, instinctively close one eye mm-hmm. to look down them, and it works. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's it's kind of freaky. It's yeah. kind of amazing, like how well it works, and that's that's what 100 percent sold me on VR in general and and the touch controllers in particular. So mm-hmm. that's that's Robo Recall. Like I I haven't finished the game. You know, I'm just yeah. A lot of my VR experience has been like trying other things, handing the headset off to other people, like seeing what they mm-hmm. think. And so like I haven't had like sit down and I'm just gonna. I'm going to game with yeah. this. Yeah. And that was the best looking thing. Yeah. It's by it's, far. And it was yeah. the most fun to play because it felt like those early days of connect as well, where it's like, I'm going to bat things down out of the air, you mm-hmm. know, and you feel like, you know, you're swinging your arms and the stuff is translating on screen properly. And it feels good. There's, I mean, there's just no other way to put it. It feels right. Mm-hmm. 
but it's also I you know the whole movement thing as far as like moving your character and your viewpoint is what inhibits that game in particular mm-hmm. because I found myself as I got further in being like okay I'm surrounded I need to jump over here right but it feel it felt like I found myself wanting to do the instinctive shooter stuff of all right I need to start circle strafing and doing mm-hmm. that stuff and you just can't no yeah I mean it's I, I don't know what the answer is I, I you know yeah. Either the notion of treadmill things becomes more normal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. But know. even then, you have to have movement in all directions. You know, right? Yeah. So it's it's tough. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what the answer is ultimately. Yeah. I, I think that the the telling thing will be having something like Fallout Four VR come out, and if that is going to be true analog stick walking, like if it's just Fallout Four but from the first person view mm-hmm. in the VR view, that that will be a thing that will determine where this goes forward. I is mean, there a Skyrim VR yet? Not not officially. Why not? Because <laughs> it's not as new as Fallout 4, yeah. I guess. I, they're yeah, making but, it but, yeah, but they're they putting de- Skyrim on everything. Yeah. Like. Well, well I, yeah. But people have demoed a Fallout 4 mm-hmm. VR mode. Okay. Yeah. And I haven't read if like it's strictly Fallout 4 or if it's like teleporty move, you know. Mm. Like, I, I couldn't I even know. imagine trying to play Fallout 4. In that teleporty thing? Yeah. yeah I, I don't know how that would work, but... I'm thinking that most people I, I'll, I'll say I'll talk about quickly about another game like and I say game. It's more like more like an exploring thing. Um, another one of the free ones was called Mission ISS, which is the International Space Station mm-hmm. ISS. Just clear, clarifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very cool. However, it's it might possibly demonstrate why some of this is difficult because this is the only game I almost face planted while playing because mm-hmm. <laughs> like um because you can move with the with the analog stick, but I think it's meant more for like slight adjustments in your trajectory. Yeah. Because like you're in zero G, you're floating around the space station, and just like you watch people on there, there are grab bars all over the place, so you can reach up, grab them, and then like propel yourself forward. And I was kind of <laughs> doing a combination of that and the analog stick movement. And within a matter of minutes, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I, <laughs> like, none of this is right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so either you sit there and play that sitting down, which I think would help immensely, mm-hmm. or you're just supposed to sit there and only control yourself via what feels natural. Like, yeah, you know. well, that's the way I felt playing the, the robot recall, because I kept moving forward or moving mm-hmm. back when I was trying to, when I got, when it got frantic and I was trying to dodge bullets right? and I kept hitting that invisible, not invisible, but that grid that kind of pops up. Right. It's like, Hey, stop moving. Yeah. Yeah. You also kept turning around like all the way around and that some games are like, yeah, sure. Do whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like that one is very much like, no face the sensors. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, there was a robot behind me, which is kind of dumb for them to do that. But yeah. Yeah. In general, they want you facing one direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can see why seated would be a lot better idea yeah. for a lot of them. Yeah. So um, I think I, I don't know the order I fired up things. One of the, the one of the other ones I grabbed was uh, there's a Spider-Man Homecoming VR experience. It's a glorified ad essentially mm-hmm. for the movie. Um, but that's OK because it's still kind of cool. Yeah, um, it is pretty cool. Like they, they throw you in a rooftop and they're like, hey, you've got, you know, the Tony Stark Iron Man or, you know, Spider-Man suit. It's got all kinds of gadgets. Let, let's teach you how to use some. So it's like, here's a regular web shooter. Here's like an explosive one. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. rapid fire one, all, all this stuff. And so they're like, knock these things out of the air, or, you know, knock this debris out of the way, or rip these posters off the wall. And, and you know, and you're just like chilling out on this rooftop, like, all right, this is kind of cool and all. Mm-hmm. 
explosion happens off the background and so you're like all right let's see what's going on and you there's you realize that there's like a giant crane standing up above you that you probably hadn't noticed before and so you web sling up to that and suddenly you're standing on the edge of this crane with like the city all around you kind of fucking with your head pretty hard it's very disorienting it's it's when you look down over the edge of anything mm-hmm. that that's when your brain goes, Oh, you, you dumb fuck. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like your brain engages that instinct thing, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, when you look over the edge in any other video game, you're like, Oh, whatever. See, look, huh? Maybe if I jump off, I'll die. You know, mm-hmm. that stuff where this right. one, like my brain was like, no, get away from there. Get back, <laughs> which is a, such an odd feeling to have. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But then, you know, a couple other little, little things happen. I mean, you know, filter comes out essentially and you know yeah. then it's like you know a few more seconds and the demo's over basically yeah well at the end they web sling you down a street mm-hmm. and then like you're not in control of it it's just like go down that it, it swoops you down a street between cars and that's when my brain was like uh, uh. <laughs> which is weird because that's the part of my brain was like fuck yes more of this <laughs> yes yeah i mean it was yeah. good yes but it was also yeah. that's the only time that i felt any slight nausea aside from looking over the edge of a building and being right. 20 stories up mm-hmm. yep yeah, like I said, it's it's more or less a little demo slash ad for the maybe proof of concept of a game later, but I think it's more mm-hmm. just like, hey, let's do this and we'll promote, yeah. promote the movie. I mean, it's more. what, 10 minutes at most? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I have only purchased two actual game games. I, I, I did get a copy of Eve Valkyrie. That was part of the bundle with mm-hmm. Best Buy selling it. Um, I promise I'm not like trying to shill for Best Buy. I'm just saying they, that's, that's where they, you got it. <laughs> they threw that game in as on top of the other game, bundle of games. Mm-hmm. So I, I played a few minutes of that. It's, you know, it's cockpit VR. Like you might as well sit down because like you're, you're just sitting in a cockpit shooting, mm-hmm. shooting dudes in a spaceship. But it's cool to like look down and see the controls and all that stuff. Yeah. Real quick. Speaking of spaceships, uh-huh. have they done anything with Elite Dangerous? It is in VR. It's. Also, I own it in Steam, so I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. that, that they have sense. it in the Oculus Store, which probably, like, you know, just work right mm-hmm. away. But, yeah, I haven't gone there because the Steam thing pissed Steam me off VR. so much. Yeah. But you did get it set up through Steam VR, right? I think I finally got the Steam okay. triangle or uh, rectangles painted without issue. Um, they call it a Steam Tangle now. Sure. Steam, yes. Entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, I haven't tried it yet. Um, so I did pick up Star Trek Bridge Crew. Uh, no, yeah. because that was high on my list of things that were like, yes, this is a thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't spent a ton of time with it, but it, it is very cool. Um, the In fact, like it's made by Ubisoft, so the only... I don't know if you have to go find space towers to unlock <laughs> yeah, new parts of space. Say, I was about to <laughs> um, <laughs> um, But... Like, when you're playing single player, it just it's like, you're the captain. You know, like, you can jump over and take over basically anyone's position at any point in time so you can micromanage i suppose mm-hmm. um but like <laughs> yeah, pretty much um but it's like you know as a captain you kind of have control all over all the comms so it's very much a vr fully 3d fully realized and licensed star trek game that's very similar to the experience of the thing that we played at uh uh, Southern Fried uh, Game Room Expo, which oh, yeah. is like the USS Artemis thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is like completely knockoff, completely third party, independently made everything Star Trek, but we can't call it Star Trek mm-hmm. deal. Right. Um, this is all that, but like in VR and, you know, the idea of this is actually sit there and play with, I think, four other people or mm-hmm. three other people. Um, but are you supposed to play it? online with other people yeah. or are you supposed to somehow get five oculi into the, a room there have been I, i've like 
Giant Bomb did a thing where they had five people or four well, four people in a room. Giant Bomb has CBS money and yeah, nobody else on the planet. But they had does. to merge like different VR tech to get it to all work. Like some people were on Vive, some people were on because uh, the sensors yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. So hmm. so don't so you get can't five, have four people in a room doing it. Just don't do it because it'll cost you a billion dollars. Right. Yeah. You would have to go to like an Artemis Bridge Simulator type yeah. thing, right. and if you've like won the lottery. Welcome. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you but create no. a VR room, yeah. so that's that's the other thing. Is like. Um, one of the things I didn't realize right away, but like, you know, you've got earphones on the Oculus Rift headset mm-hmm. itself, but it has a hidden microphone, too. So, like, there is a microphone somewhere on it. I don't know where, ah. um, <laughs> but like you can do your standard like voice command bullshit things with it to launch stuff if you want. But that's how you would sit there and play with someone else online, mm-hmm. too. So cool. Yeah, And I've heard stories of people who like didn't realize they were in a multiplayer game mm-hmm. and were just talking and doing oh, stuff God. and then look over <laughs> and then the other guy's like, yeah, I'm here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I believe didn't know Nick Brecken. Nick Brecken tell yeah. that story, yeah. Because Nick Brecken always does that sort of dumb shit. Yeah. But yeah. I Unintentionally. Mean, it's it's very cool to like have Star Trek com panel things that you reach down and, and like, you know, make an index finger and go mm-hmm. boop, 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 you know, and like, all right, engage, you know, do the thing. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's cool because like they gave you some, well, I say tactile, but tactile in a VR environment things too. It's not mm-hmm. just all flat com panels like the, there are buttons on the captain's chair for like various high level mm-hmm. things like red alert is right there and you know answer a hail that kind of thing and then like when you're doing uh navigation you've got the it's it's weird because like i it's part old school but part like abrams movies trek like where you've got that like thruster thing yeah, like engage, but like with the actual yeah button you know thruster throttle, throttle thing yeah, yeah. There you yeah go. like it wasn't on like next generation and stuff like that mm. it was no, they just like a little boop, slide boop, 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 you know <laughs> like yeah but this like gives you a quote-unquote tactile like grab it and push it forward yeah. feel thing so i think a real throttle is important for any any game where you can throttle sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean it's they should make it like a standalone throttle, throttle simulator yeah that you yeah. can have you know, oh, oh no okay yeah, I, got, you know, I got yeah you. but i mean it's it's cool because like it's very much like that artemis thing like you it's a it's a balancing system. Like you're, you're managing systems and power and things like that. So, you know, if you put up a shield that takes some away from your overall power, if you're firing phasers that takes away from your power. And then if you have to do repairs and things like that, it's like you, you're, you're basically like doing like power management, essentially like, all right, divert power to this, mm-hmm. move it over here, put it all to the for- forward shields and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but also sometimes finding peaceful solutions just scanning and talking to people you know like it's not just all kill 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 kill, kill, kill you know Boo. unlike artemis where our peaceful <laughs> resolution was destroy them you could play it that way it's just you know that kind of takes away from the star trek nature of it all mm-hmm. anywho um but yeah no. it, it's cool and like i said that's a that's a real full-ass game like you're not feeling chintzy or demo like some mm-hmm. of these other things and when i say chintzy or demo like i mean the next one i'm going to talk about is batman arkham vr which is started life on the PSVR and then migrated over to Windows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really really cool, but it also sort of feels like a demo. It feels demo ish. I mean, I think that's why it's like only a twenty dollar game. Is it's there's not a lot of meat to it, but like what's there is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems to be a common VR thing. Yeah, I mean. Where it's like they've they've basically taken the vertical slice demo thing and just said like we'll ship that. It's an experience. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of is. Like, and this one gives you a reason to play through more than once. 
like it's not just like one and done like the spider-man thing like unless you just want to experience it again like this one actually encourages you to go through it multiple times because you play through it once which is you, know, you start off with wayne manor and like you know get to like go in the room and push the keys on the piano like make the bat elevator appear and things mm-hmm. like that and get taken down the to the bat cave and then you actually like get to put on the suit like which is cool like you know first you like reach out and grab the suit then you grab the, the helmet and put it on mm-hmm. and then like put your hands in these things and the gauntlets get put on and you know and as you're looking at it like your arms go from bruce wayne's arms to batman arms and then they give you those a are the same arms i don't know spoiler alert <laughs> what <laughs> which one of them has parents <laughs> neither <Aww>. what <laughs> Oh, also yes, you get to you get to watch uh, the parents get murdered. Oh, of course, fantastic! The only way we have not experienced <laughs> well, it, Batman's parents getting murdered I will is say, via VR. <laughs> I will say, like the thing that's very one day they're going to come and murder your own parents and be like, <laughs> "This is Batman." Yeah, this is the ultimate Batman move right here. It's truly augmented reality, <laughs> right? The weird thing about it, and like, what's a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just not off-putting, but awkward is like when you're doing that section you're your little bruce wayne height so like you're you're standing there like you've got all set up for all this and then suddenly it's like you're you're three and a half foot tall four foot tall <laughs> yeah <You're> like, <laughs> well that is the appropriate height for getting know, your parents but, murdered but it's not like you move it's just like all of a sudden it's like i'm tall i'm, I'm tiny <laughs> i'm watching parents <laughs> you know <laughs> i i don't know it's just it's it's weird and kind of disorienting mm-hmm. a little bit so anyway mm-hmm. um but then like it takes place in the Arkham Asylum slash City universe, so I th- I think you're you're dealing with some events from Arkham City in this mostly. Okay. Um, because like I don't know, I don't want to spoil any of those games, mm-hmm. but like certain characters are gone but haunting you, sort of, and okay. there's Alrighty. some toxin slash virus things going around. So if you any of that makes sense, you know what what okay. kind of what time period it's taking place in. Yeah. So. You're kind of going through and like you do some crime scene investigation type things where you've got a little medical scanner. So you're kind of like doing that, but like in a VR world. So like you much get to, better. Like, yeah. You get to like, like lean your head around and like, oh, there's the bullet fragment. Let's scan that. And mm-hmm. um, not not so much with combat. Like you get to do a couple battering type throws, but like no, no punchy, punchy bits or anything like that. Mm. Um, but it's really it's all just like a chance to like mess with your head. Like by the end, like where it's your own head slash possibly scarecrow. Like there's some weird shit happening by the yeah. end. It's like pretty cool. And then when you get through the whole experience, um, it's like, Hey, play it again. We, now we have Riddler trophies. Oh, but in a, it's fucking awesome way. Okay. Like okay. In, in VR, it's like, <laughs> you got me back in. No, it's cool. It's cool as shit because like you suddenly realize all the weird things that you were like very unnaturally having to move the camera in the, regular Arkham games mm-hmm. like now you just go you look up and you're like oh shit what's that I bet that's part of a Riddler trophy and then uh, they're like hold this thing here and like okay you know c- complete the question mark and mm-hmm. suddenly thing appears it's it's very cool like the Riddler trophy yeah. aspect in VR so well that's good yeah but um yeah I mean overall like I said I've I feel like I've tried to like sample <laughs> you know mm-hmm. more so than like really get in and like play some games or have some experiences yeah um so yeah hoping like next no quarters i will like but, be able to say like, but you're not regretting the purchase no 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 not not at all like not even in the yeah. slightest that's good um i just I, I haven't even tried it but i just found an app that a lot of people are talking about i think it's called big screen mm-hmm. which is the one where it's like hey use your computer in vr 
in like weird ways, like actually use your desktop or watch a video, but like you're sitting in a virtual movie theater. Oh, so like, like those scenes in disclosure. <laughs> so we had to find you... the files in VR. <laughs> oh, okay. I, yeah. I don't remember this. Oh man, disclosure was. I, I love the nineties VR. Yeah, bullshit. I love nineties VR because it was like, what's the least efficient way to do something? We should do that in VR. Yeah. It's like, no, the future sucks. What have you done? No, I mean, everyone says this yeah. is awesome, like sitting there, like watching your videos, but like sitting in a virtual movie theater, like okay, you know, yeah. be like, I want to sit in that seat. And then like you're watching a 300 mm-hmm. inch screen with your video playing. You know, what would be nice is to be able to just like put the video off to one side in a place that's sort of impossible in the real world because you can never have a monitor mount that'll put it in a convenient place to watch a video while you're also working on <laughs> stuff that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it will be, you know, a workspace version of that at some point. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. They just some caveats like they're more than like an hour with that thing on your face. And you're probably not going to be regretting some things because like, <laughs> yeah. number one, it's I've it, made bad choices. Well, well, I mean, like, OK, so you've got two screens in there that tend to warm up a little bit. I mean, not yeah, like it does get warm. not burn your retinas off, but like, you know, it <laughs> like it, it gets a little warm in there. Yeah. And plus, you know, just having a thing strapped to your face with no airflow going around your eyes, it's yeah. like rooms for room for getting sweaty in there too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's a little gap by your nose that I noticed before like when it's all dark, you notice it, but once the thing is running, you don't notice it at all. Yeah. And I mean, I I couldn't wear glasses with it. It just didn't feel comfortable at least with the style of glasses i have mm-hmm. so i had to take them off but i'm also i'm i guess i'm lucky because i'm nearsighted so that didn't you know i could just wear wear yeah. it anyway because the stuff's barely in front of my eyes right but i also noticed the field of view like in menus and stuff always feels like they're like like you're in the first row of a movie theater looking at the screen like they want that effect i think so mm-hmm. that you have to look back and forth oh bridge crew is even like doubly so i mean like it is very much like making it look like you're sitting at this console, which is mm-hmm. right in front of you. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But like, you know, with the Spider-Man hoping when, when just the, the logo screen yeah. is up the logo menu or whatever. And it's like, not everything fits in your field of view. It's like, guys, they, you don't need to do it that way. Hmm. And, and that stuff also made me notice the screen door effect a little bit, but once games were running, like that was completely not an issue anymore for me. Yeah. So it seemed like static stuff. It was like, eh, so I could see like working on a computer being eh, because you're going to see that screen door more. But once things are in motion, it's doesn't matter in the least. It's kind of like Jaggies in a game. You know, like when you see a screenshot of something like Neo, you're like, oh, Jaggies, what the fuck? That game looks terrible. But then when you're running and playing it, you don't even notice that shit at all. Yeah. Unless you're like specifically trying to look for it. So. Yeah. It made me less skeptical about VR. I'll tell you that because it was like, OK, yeah, this shit works. <laughs> Yeah, I played around with the sculpting thing. That was my experience. Mm-hmm. I wanted something where I didn't have to like dodge robot bullets or something. I wanted to to just experience how the movement of the controllers worked and how it felt to kind of look around stuff. Yeah, medium. That's what it's called. Medium. It's, yeah. yeah, it's another like Oculus Studio yeah. thing. Um, it's really cool. I made a donut. Uh, mm, that's <laughs> and true. Then, and then Chuck ruined my donut by I, showing up. I had no uh, <laughs> bearing did. on the failure. You showed up and broke it my donut. No, you put one too many sprinkles up. on that donut. <laughs> <laughs> the donut exploded. Sprinkle overload. <laughs> but no, medium is really cool. Like, um, I I really like stuff like that where you can just sort of play around with things and, and manipulate objects in a in a in a 3D space. Um, yeah, I mean, even like Google Earth is cool in VR. Just like being able to yeah. point somewhere and be like, and like just move yourself over mm-hmm. to it is, is pretty nifty. 
That's neat. Can't you float in the air in that? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, above you, a city, kind of feel much, pretty much like you're floating above. Yeah. I mean, because you know, Google Earth doesn't doesn't really do street view. I mean, you can get down, but you're still hovering. Like, yeah, you're you're like a low flying drone at best. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, VR games, mm-hmm. they're all right. I'll, I I will talk <laughs> more about them next time, but not. It will be briefer because, you know, I don't have to explain the whole deal. Mm-hmm. So, should we talk yeah. about games we've actually completed? Sure. I Platinum Neo. Jesus. Platinum Trophy. Is it a hard Platinum Trophy? Or yes. Is it just... Oh, okay. It is a time-consuming <laughs> Platinum Trophy. All right, then. Yeah. And it, the, I love that trophies take a screenshot of when you achieved your thing. I don't love it when the thing that you achieved is, like, visit the blacksmith 60 times, which is what mine was. Like, I actually got the one for beating all the missions in the game mm-hmm. before I got that one. Because the blacksmith one is basically like a farming thing where you have to sell enough stuff to buy enough things there to have spent enough money to have been able to make requests for discounts and that sort of stuff, which is you have to do 60 of those. And that one was by far the most time consuming. So, yeah, my my platinum trophy is accompanied by a picture of an old man hitting a smithing a sword in Neo. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, when I post that on Twitter, I'm not going to include the screenshot. Thanks. (laughs) It's not like, you know, a thing exploding into a loot pinata like some of the other cool ones I got were. But yeah, I beat that. Uh, I beat the Dragon of the North DLC, finally, which was not easy at all and has one of the cheaper bosses in the game at the very end of it. Because I think last time I had gotten the first boss of that and was just getting shelled over and over and over. And then for some reason, I just like had a good run and just murdered him. Like I was able to get behind him or something and get high damage stuff and just killed him. I was like, all right. And just kind of continued from there getting getting good as the kids say about those types of games good job yeah and then they put out uh, a new DLC literally the day the day after I platinum the game <laughs> they put out uh, one called Defiant Honor which is more levels okay yeah just basically a new area which man the first mission of that can fuck off because it's one of the least fun things I've ever played because what you are is you're in uh, you're trying to navigate your way through a battlefield where the you're sieging a castle and they are firing volleys of flaming arrows at the battlefield. So when you first walk into the mission, you hear a gong and then suddenly there's, you know, the whole rain of arrows like in 300 coming down at you and there's bamboo like barriers that people have built. So you have to kind of like run to each one to get into the level. Which, you know, you start out, you're like, all right, yeah, I get it, timed. And then you get in the trenches and you can move around the trenches because they can't fire down into there. And then you get to one where every barrier you have has enemies behind it. And enemies are not like, all right, I hit him once and he's dead. Like, you have to fight the enemies. And while these volleys of arrows are coming that somehow don't hit the enemies, but they hit you. And basically you die if you get hit by them. Because one hits you and then the other one's like, you know, because you're stunned, it goes hit, 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 hit. And then you're dead. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So (laughs) you do that. You finally get that. And you probably have, I'd say, maybe 10 seconds between volleys at most, which means you have to kill the guy, wait, run to the next barrier, kill that guy, wait, run to and keep going. The third section and, and granted, as you're doing this, you are finally finding a cannon that shoots them and stops the arrows from coming. So once you do that, you can replay that section without having to dodge arrows. 
The last section is a section where not only are there enemies behind the barriers, there are volleys of arrows coming, but each one fires a cannonball at the barrier and destroys the barrier after you've done it. So you have to literally get away from the barrier in the time between when the arrows have stopped and when the cannonball has hit and then run to the next one. And I was just, my, my PS4 controller is already pretty much fucked. Like the left stick <laughs> is not right anymore, which I guess is a common problem. A lot of people have had mm-hmm. with their launch dual shock fours, where it's just like the left stick is just like you'll hold up and your guy will keep doing like this little jerky motion as if he's trying to go, you know, like North Northeast mm-hmm. kind of, so it keeps doing that, which is really, really fun when you have a game that needs this much precision. <laughs> but I almost snapped that fucking controller by the time the the cannonballs had hit me like the fourth time and I had lost over a million credits because I had already died once. So yeah, they those mechanics can fuck off. I don't understand the whole like get into basically like the whole timed. All right, if you go out here, the lava's going to kill you. But you got a few seconds to get through it, so do it. You know, and it's like it's designed that you have to die. Because there's one part where you have to pick up a cannonball that's in the middle of that battlefield, and there is not time to both hide behind the thing, get away from the cannonball, activate the uh, search that gets you the cannonball, and then run to the next area before the other cannonballs hit. Like it can't be done. So you basically have to have either like level two freaking level five hundred and have enough health to survive it, or just fucking die and then hope you can get back there again so it's shitty i hate it i don't know why they did that it made it no fun Hmm. for a game where i had been having a lot of fun and killing things but i mean eventually i beat that level but holy christ like way to way to just like knock my enthusiasm down so thoroughly with one one bad design choice is that it for dlc no there's one more coming yeah so we'll see. I mean, I'm playing through the rest of that DLC, but there's, you know, there's, there's, uh, uh, you know, obviously the DLC has all sorts of trophies. They're all bronze, even though one of them is basically you beat, you beat the game, you get a new game plus, and then there's a new new game plus that was unlocked with the first DLC. Mm-hmm. And one of those trophies is to beat the new new game plus, you know, beat basically beat the game for a third time, go through the storyline a third time. And, you know, with obviously increasing difficulty each time. So for some reason they added that, but they only give you 15 or whatever it is, a bronze trophy for it. So, eh, lame. I know, I know that shit doesn't really matter, but still, kind of still, lame. it's kind of like that carrot on the stick where it's like, yeah, I did all this stuff. And then it's like, yeah, well, here's this thing. that's going to take you like another hundred hours. So good luck. <laughs> but, but yeah, but I got my platinum, so I'll take that. I do wish that the, the Xbox had platinum trophies. Well, they have that rare trophy thing. Yeah, they do. But I mean, the Platinum's like a very easy way of going, okay, this is a, this is how many games I've completed. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's an easy at a glance thing to look at. And, I, and, and like when you hit a thousand, it, they should just, I don't know. Change the color or something. Yeah. You know, but get a different icon. And, and DLC something. doesn't even count towards that. Like, yeah. like DLC is a separate category, which I'm totally fine with, you know, because not everyone wants to buy DLC for games. You know, a lot of people just get their get their completion and go, all right, I'm done with this. It's cool, but later. Yeah, so I've beaten Neo. I'm going to beat the DLC, and then I'm pro- probably going to try and play something else. Hmm. You know, I probably should before the end of the year. 
or else my you know my photos are gonna be like well i played neo so i guess Play that's number neo, one so. and number five and number two three and four too. best character neo yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i will be playing something else because if i don't my wife might divorce me between now and then so oh the sword game yeah <laughs> She keeps going, how long have you been playing that? And I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't have a counter. It totally has a fucking counter. And I'm at 180 hours. Oh, Jesus. But I didn't want to say that. Nice. Yeah. But anyway, Harlow. Yeah. You beat something. I did. When I was spending time outside of in actual reality and mm-hmm. playing regular ass games, I decided to beat Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, I didn't platinum it because I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, um I know. And I just finished the story essentially. Uh there's plenty of other guns and gun parts and whatever things you can pick up that I don't care about. Um but yeah, I finished the main game, which still took me a while. I, I didn't look at a final time count, but I, I uh here's what's funny is like I there is there are two different endings for the game. Um one, like, because you can go after the main drug dude uh, without having taken down his entire organization. Like, mm-hmm. he will appear, I think, when you've sort of like Just Cause, like when you've hit like you had a certain, certain, certain percent of his organization is taken down, he will, he will present himself and basically give you access to the final mission. But then you get like a slightly different ending if you've 100%ed his organization and then take him out. Mm-hmm. Well, I could have done that. I just totally clicked on the wrong next mission oh. like i had mm. i had one mission left to clear out an area and i saw like it's the same symbol as like a crown when you're mm. going to take out the leader of an area so i had one last leader and the crown that came up i accidentally went after the final guy instead of the leader for that area so it was like i beat the final guy and then went and got like the last one or two percent completion after that <laughs> so i kind of fucked up a little bit but yeah. it's okay i could go I, you can replay any mission you want so i could go beat him again and see the other ending right um, and it wasn't that hard of a level, really. Mm-hmm. So, I may do that. I just kind of hit that point where I was like, "All right, I think I'm I'm done with this for a little while." I've played a lot of Ghost yeah. Recon Wildlands, but if people were to invite you to a multiplayer game, you'd probably do it. Oh yeah, because I mean that's it's also just a good dick around game. You know, like get in there with friends and like just do stupid just blow shit. shit up. Yeah, I will say from like it was funny. Like they put out a fairly substantial patch like the day of or the day before I finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I played that game for, I'd say probably a hundred hours. I don't know. I don't know what my final tally is. I didn't really look. Um, and a lot of people will complain that the helicopter flight in there is broken or weird, mm-hmm. but I became a fucking master at it. Yeah. And the patch came in and completely simplified the way helicopters work. And now I'm fucking terrible at them because now they work like you would think most video game helicopters would work, Mm -hmm. which is simply your two triggers raise and lower, you know, up and down. And then you just push in the direction you want to go. So like much more simplified, whereas the old one was, yeah, the the, flew more like a real helicopter. Yeah. Like you you would go up with the thing, but then with the trigger, but then you kind of like push forward and like sort of start start yourself into forward momentum. And then it sort of hits a, a certain point where it's like, yeah, you're now going forward and you're actually by pushing down, you're making it kind of pitch down and then you just let go and hold down the trigger and you're just flying forward at the same altitude. Mm-hmm. So I just got to where I could fly like a foot off the ground <laughs> like with that old one. Um, and now I'm not particularly great at flying helicopters. So 
to me, they took a little bit of the fun out of it because I had gotten so good at flying the helicopters from like having started that game to like, oh, uh, what is how does this work? I'm crashing all the time. Um, to now I'm like ace helicopter or was ace helicopter pilot prior to the patch. So I wonder. Th- there's, there's no like, option that you can turn in turn on previous like helicopter mode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I need to. I guess I need to dig in there and look. But I still enjoy the game. The um. It's weird to me that there is as much story in that game as there is. Um, you know, like your your character that you're playing is kind of generic man or lady. doesn't matter. Um, but like other than that, like when you have a game like that where your main character is customizable, a secondary kind of character kind of becomes the main character because, you, you know, there's only so much you can write for main person to right. say or do. So you kind of got this CIA lady who becomes like the main character of the story more or less and you're just like her agent of death if you will mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean really because she's just like yeah we got a line on some things uh they probably need to die go in there and take care of that hmm. so. yeah but no I, I i quite enjoyed the game and you're you're complete with it i i well yeah i mean story-wise i mean there's like at least two dlcs out there i haven't decided if i need more wildlands or not yeah, aren't there like multiple season passes now, or is that a different I think that's Ghost Siege. Recon game? I think Siege has okay. multiple seasons or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I forgot about Neo, real quick. Okay, they added Tonfa yes. in the new DLC. Oh, like Night City. Police yeah. Brutality DLC. Yes, I can do twin stick arms of justice <laughs> on dudes. <laughs> Just beat demons to death with a stick. That's actually my fighting two style. sticks. <laughs> Your fighting style. It's twin stick arms of justice. Mm. Yes. Uh, I've I've heard the Narco Road DLC is pretty good, so I'm I'm considering it because I heard the storyline of that is, mm. is pretty good, yeah. and one of them apparently adds in a sort of an Easter egg motorcycle somewhere that's literally a, like a llama chopper, like you you actually get to ride on a llama that's turned into a motorcycle because there <laughs> there are llama running throughout the game. Weird. What? All right, there are like anim- the animal llamas running yeah. throughout the game, uh-huh. and then like there's this weird like with <laughs> wheels. Like a llama that's its legs together are together are, are, are motorcycle wheels. <laughs> the reg- the normal llamas that run around the game don't have wheels. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. the regular llamas are just llamas, but there is apparently a llama motorcycle somewhere in one mm. of the DLC, like in this one village. I've seen video of it. It's pretty fucking weird and <laughs> like kind of makes me want to ride on you it. You want it? Yeah. I I know that I want to play this game. I also know that um, it's gonna be one of those games that is going to give me trouble in my sleeping and professional life mm-hmm. because I will play it too much. Mm-hmm. Probably. That's a good thing though. Is it? No, not really, but yeah. I just like saying that. So speaking of good things. Yes. It's BJ streaming corner. All right. Mondays at nine Eastern twitch.tv slash no quarters net. Yep. Um, we've had a little bit of a bumpy ride in the last month and a half, <laughs> uh, just due to, Many issues. Um, <laughs> Just due to many issues. Many, yeah. It's, it's, my problems are myriad. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've completed some games on stream. And if you watch the stream, then you already know about these. But I'm going to uh, tell you guys a little bit about them now in case you don't watch. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, well, then you should feel ashamed. But you will at least They're be... They're all archived on YouTube.com. They are. You will at least be informed and ashamed uh, after this. But uh, I played Firewatch. Uh, which is uh, an indie walking simulator about being a uh, 
Fire Watchman. Fire Watchman <laughs> in uh, a forest lookout. Yeah, a forest mm-hmm. lookout. That's it. In uh, the Shoshone National Wildlife Forest Refuge Center. Yeah. Um, that's not really about that. I mean, it's about. It is about that, but it's. But it becomes about something else. Mm-hmm. It becomes about more about your character, and he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Comes becomes about what kind of man you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the only thing is, it's not about what kind of man you want to be. It's about what little tweaks can you make to the type of man that Henry, the main character, mm-hmm. is. Because you don't get to decide that Henry is going to be like a good guy or a bad guy. You just get to guide. You know, it's it's like you're on a you're on a giant ocean liner or something you can't turn it all the way around i mean theoretically you can but you can't just like you're not going to turn the ship or all over all the way around in one go you have to make you can make tiny adjustments to the direction that you're going um so it's it's a little bit off-putting in that way that you can't really like your inclination a lot of people's inclination in games is to just like be the best thing mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a power fantasy type i'm gonna be the best i'm going to do all the right things i'm going to like like no one ever was yes okay. i'm going <laughs> to kick all the ass and take all the names and i'm going to be a hero and be a, a good dude or lady and this doesn't allow you any of that agency it just mm-hmm. allows you to make decisions based on how henry is well it's very much uh you know most of the guys working on it worked on walking dead season 1 Yes. Which was a series of like, all right, which shitty choice is the less shitty choice? Mm-hmm. And this is similar in that regard, in that it's like, which one is the less scumbaggy choice, almost? Yeah. With Henry? But I guess. I mean, he's not well, a total and, scumbag. He's well, yeah, just, and I guess that's not even fair to say He's just a, a really flawed human being, like most of us are. Well, um, and he's also in a really shitty situation. Yeah. You know? So, it's it's weird. that That game had me fucked up for days. Um, because for one, the way it ends just is difficult. Um, I mean, it's not like, it's not super heartbreaking. It's just the, the game sort of tries to build you up to the eventuality of something and it unceremoniously snatches it away at the very, Mm. at the very end. Yeah. Um, It's gone homish in that regard where it kind of leads you down a path of, I think I understand what's up here. And then you're like, oh, no, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. There, it's not a direct one to one, but it's a yeah. similar like it It kind of builds like this tension and theme of maybe this is what's up. And then you find out what's up and you're like, oh, that's not what it was at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was just you running wild in your brain. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's that stuff, but there's also how how you attempt to resolve things with Delilah by the end of it. You know, that, that matters a great deal too. And and to me felt like the more important part than all of the conspiracy stuff that you're trying to figure out over the course of the game. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a good experience. It just, it just messed me up. Um, Cause it made me think about, far too many things you know there there were there were a lot of things that i could that i could somewhat relate to and it just was really good at making feelings happen 
Uh, <laughs> well, uh-huh. it's, for lack of a better better way to put it, it's mature in a good way. Yes, yeah, and not in a childish mature way. Right, <laughs> as most video games that consider themselves mature are actually mature in a very childish right manner. Rated M for poop. Mm-hmm. Right. No, <laughs> it's not like that at all. Um, this is rated M. Well, it's not rated M, but it's rated. It's an a mature game because you have to deal with grown up ass shit. Mm-hmm. Rated BM. Yes. Um, so the, the <laughs> speaking of immaturity and uh, and a mature or a fake Im- fake maturity, mm-hmm. um, the next game that I completed was uh, Uncharted Two. Uh, we had some issues with uh, with with Bioshock and uh, some other stuff, and so. A, a few things got pushed out, and Uncharted got pushed in uh, a couple times to substitute for other games that I wasn't able to play, and then it got voted in uh, to to finish it. So mm-hmm. uh, I finished Uncharted two, and Uncharted two is more Uncharted. Uh, it's it's not a whole lot different. It's a little bit prettier. Um, the set pieces are a little bit bigger. The it's a li- I think it's a little bit longer than Uncharted, um, the first. There are more ladies in it. Uh, the, the... <laughs> well, I, my feeling is it's better because of the variety of locations and levels. The levels don't all feel the same in a, or, you know, or one of three templates like Uncharted 1 did. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you do move around quite a bit, but... Uh, like the snowy, the snowy portion was really was really cool because it was something that you know you really didn't didn't have in the first. Mm-hmm. They added more, more and different bad guys, um, but the combat in that game still sucks balls. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it it's not if you're playing on anything above easy, it's it's not fun. Like the first, I mean, it's if you just played Uncharted and you're comfortable with the combat then the first half of the game is going to be kind of a breeze because mm-hmm. the combat's the same and the enemies aren't super tough. But you get towards the second half of that game and anytime you see low walls everywhere, you're like, oh, great, here comes some more combat. <laughs> <laughs> whoopty fucking do And they add in some stuff where you have to go, like, you have to go get an RPG and shoot this thing. and Yeah, that part was frustrating until you figure it out. Yeah, with even, the helicopter. Well, the helicopter, and then the tank, and then there's some like enemy units that require lots of explosives to kill the guys that carried the GAU, mm-hmm. the miniguns. Did you like it, it just, more than Uncharted One, though? I don't know. I think I liked it about the same. No, I think that I think it was about the same. I mean, the. Do you think that's a case of just like time has aged games away from what that game is? Uh... I don't know. Like, I like... Well, you're also playing the remastered trilogy, right? Right. So there's probably not... It's not as obvious that there's a jump there, in, it's, like, quality from yeah, 1 yeah. to 2 there because is, they kind of even them all out. They are as good a version of those games as they can be yeah. uh, right now, anyway. I I mean, I I like them. I I want to play Uncharted the third, mm-hmm. um, and I, I will play it eventually. I just... I don't know. I don't. I don't see a massive improvement from like systems wise from because graphics. 
aren't that big of a deal because I wouldn't be able to tell anyway. Yeah. Um, but systems wise, it's almost exactly the same. There is probably nothing that changed. the The aiming is still super floaty. Some of the stuff they make you do, as far as like run and gun or run and jump and climb, is maybe a little bit worse because they like to do. For some reason, to make things more difficult, they're doing camera tricks mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to making it difficult. They just make it harder. They don't make the the controls or the jumps more difficult. Like They don't make tough jumps. They make jumps that are tough because you can't see the direction. Like you can't. They swat, They switch you from one, you know, from one camera angle to another. So it's harder. It's just harder to see. Mm-hmm. And because it's harder to see, it's harder to time and harder to move. So they do that instead of making things like actually difficult. And that's just frustrating because, yeah. you know, you're running one direction and all of a sudden they switch your camera angle. Like it's one of the one of the things towards the end of the game. You're running across this bridge and the bridge is collapsing sort of in front of you and behind you and where you are everywhere um and you're trying to jump across these gaps that you know where pieces of the bridge have fallen away mm-hmm. and you're running one direction and a hole f- opens up and then they swap the camera angle to you're running towards the camera instead of away from it and it messes it completely messes with your ability to to do that and that's like that's a metal gear solid gimmicky ty- kind of thing like yeah it's it's gimmicky. It's not it's not difficult for you know for actual reasons. It's difficult because they just decided to do a tricky thing. Like I yeah. don't know I don't know why they they did that. There's no there's no point in in that sort of thing. It's just haha. Look at what we did. Yeah. Um, so things like that are are worse. Um, the ending is also maybe a little less satisfying as well. Like. I believe I complained about the quick time ending of the last one, um, which is, you know, you have that fight with the dude near the helicopter, uh, which is bullshit. Uh, This final fight, like, you're basically kiting a guy around and shooting explosive things near him. So you just run around in circles and shoot, you know, run around in circles, shoot the spot when the guy runs by it run around in circles some more, shoot the spot when the guy runs by it. It's kind of a, especially compared to the other firefights, it's just like, and it's so unsatisfying. Well said. Good point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I know what you mean though. That's, that's, that's the feeling that I got. I was like, oh, that's how we're going to end this game. Okay. Fart noise. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it sounds like a weird comparison, but it reminds me of how I felt playing Bloodborne, where it was like just waiting for them to do the one thing so that you could run up and hit them once and then get away without taking damage, where it's just like it becomes a, a matter of going, all right, he's doing that shit. I just got to stay out of the way, stay out of the way. All right. Now he's finally where he needs to be. All right. And then, you know, and then it's just a matter. Of, it's this war of attrition where you're just like, fucking a just die already. And you get so bored of it because you're just waiting for this one thing to happen and you can't do much else besides that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's less boredom and just the fact that that's the fight. Like Mm -hmm. this is the thing that I have to do after all of this shit, like all of the driving on, you know, 
mountain cliffs and jumping here and there and all this crazy bullshit. I'm just running around in circles, just running from this guy and mm -hmm. shooting a wall, basically, yeah. to make a thing happen. Like, there's nothing epic or interesting about that. Yeah. And you shouldn't end your games on a fart noise. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's bad. Like, the f the fights to get up to that point were a lot more difficult and interesting, even though I didn't like them. Uh, they're way more difficult and interesting than this. Like, mm -hmm. all I had to do, like, I started running around, I was like, oh, there's that blue shit that explodes. Okay, bang. Okay, now I get a cutscene, a three-second cutscene when I shoot that stuff, so that's what I'll keep doing. Kept doing it and achieved victory. It's, mm -hmm. It was just dumb. Just dumb. Um, but that being said, I I like the game in general. I mean, the Uncharted games are good so far, and I, I will play the third uh, just okay. to see. Like, I hope that some things actually improve with Uncharted 3, but who knows what'll actually happen. We'll find out. Mm. Maybe we'll find out Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern on, on twitch.tv slash noquartersnet. Yep. Uh, and then one other thing that I that I played on stream, uh, because I, uh, newsflash, I have a personal computer now, uh, so we may be opening up some possibilities for doing some different things uh, on the on the Monday night live streams. But uh, I was just testing it out after I'd finished Uncharted and started playing some Kerbal Space Program, which is a game that I have long desired to play. Um, and it is... I've only played maybe an hour of it and just gone through, like, the tutorial stuff. But it is... It is ticking all of those boxes that I wanted it to tick. Because <laughs> um, I like space things, and I've watched some people play this and do weird, funky space stuff. And... Um, I would never qualify for any sort of, uh, astronaut activity at all. No? Uh, no, okay. no. Huh. I'm too handsome to be an astronaut, they told me. And, uh, hmm. and also too dumb. Uh, but that's, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sure that's secondary <laughs> or tertiary perhaps, but. How you know what that word means? <laughs> I, it was just written down in my notes. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. somebody wrote it for me. Um. <laughs> but it ticks all those boxes I I want ticked in a uh, in a weird sort of spaceship simulator thing. It's it's really neat and it's and it's also kind of cute with the little Kerbals or Kerbins or whatever their names are. Um, Until jet. you kill them. Well, I mean, when you kill them, they're off the screen, so you can't tell if they're not cute anymore. Oh, there's just more of them to love. They're in pieces all over the place. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's more surface area of them to love. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually look forward to, to playing more of that. And uh, since I, you know, since I have bought plenty of Steam games in the past, and also there's some uh, hot Steam library sharing action, um, I have plenty of games to choose from. So Hooray. we have a we have a deep, a sort of deep deeper pile of shame now than we did before. So nice. I should repair my PC so you have an even deeper pile. Yes. You don't actually have to repair your PC. No, you do have to log in on it, I believe, to oh, authorize you? the Steam account. Oh, you yeah. have to. Okay. The you sharing. Just have to yeah. Authorize it. Mm -hmm. No, you, he would, you would need to log on to his if you want to grant him access. Right. He would okay. only need to log on yours if you wanted his games, which oh, yeah. I have like nine games and they're all I games. I probably you have are. all of them. You don't have Train Simulator 2017, though. I might. 
Has it been in a humble bundle at some point? I don't know. I, I think it went on sale for yeah. like twenty dollars. If there's ever something that's been in a humble bundle, chances are yeah. it is in my Steam library right now. Mackie is a humble bundle. I know for a fact I do not have it because it is always the item that comes up when I get an alert saying that an item on my wish list is for sale. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you have Train Simulator? I was hoping someone would just gift it to me. <laughs> oh, Chuck! And, but that was like three years ago when I gave a shit about Steam and. Yeah. So now it's just every, I was like, oh, there must be a Steam sale because I've been alerted that Train Simulator is on sale. Oh, that game is so dumb. I love it so much. <laughs> I will play it. I'll play it on stream. That's the so. one you need a VR lever for. Yes, it is. VR yeah. throttle. You need a real, real ass VR throttle for that. Yeah. Thrust master. Real ass VR throttle. Yeah. Yes. Real ass VR throttle. <laughs> You need you need one that has a sensor so you can see it in VR, mm-hmm. but you can also reach over and, and physically grab it and ramp that uh, ramp mm-hmm. that throttle up, son. Cool. <laughs> well, you want to ramp up a break? Yes. So we can ramp up to the second half. Yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> back second half still a motherfucking video game podcast still is didn't change damn right we're gonna take a little detour from video games what talk about pcs and raspberry <laughs> pies <laughs> but pcs not video games no 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 because no, 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 you cannot use them to play video games <laughs> no nope. oh pcs are for work that's right <laughs> and porn do work work and porn like i said work oh, work yeah. i can porn on my phone though so now, so what should we start with? Should we start with BJ playing some actual games on a PC somehow or Chuck putting together? Chuck, we haven't heard from you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. Let's hear Talk from about what you've been doing. Uh, well, so they announced that mini SNES thing Nintendo the did. SNES classic. The yeah. SNES. And, uh, then or, the, they, or the Super Famicom classic. Right. And then they immediately announced that they were going to be just as big as dick holes as they were about the NES classic, which was basically like, fuck you, you're not getting one. They're Ha-ha, selling four of them. Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so all throughout like the NES classic thing, like whenever like they would go on sale, you would always get these fucking trolls on Twitter who would just be like, oh, just buy a Raspberry Pi, you fuckhead. It's so easy. And you were just like, you're talking to two different audiences. It's not they're not the same. I mean, like even I with computer knowledge was like, I would like a little mini NES. It's a cool little thing and I would like to own it. But yeah. I mean, those are the same people who would be like, why would you go to a restaurant when you can cook a steak yourself? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's like one's a way fucking easier than the other. Yeah. But so the SNES got announced and then they immediately announced that they were going to fuck everybody over trying to get one anyway so i was like you know what fuck them i'm not going to even attempt to get it plus the people who like the people who basically make their make it their job to when anything goes on sale they buy 50 of them right yeah i mean people have bought uh, written scripts and bots and they just whenever they go on sale all the bots and scripts buy everything and then you get fucked so i'm like fuck it I'm just going to look into building a Raspberry Pi. Now, I never knew how inexpensive they were. 
Mm-hmm. I, I just I didn't know. For yeah, I didn't know yeah. anything about them. I just heard people talking about them, and I always thought it was some weird Android thing because all of Android's things are food. So I was like, well, this is some dumb Android thing that I want to deal with. And I had like the um, <laughs> it's a dumb Linux thing. Yeah, well, I had the Nvidia Shield handheld, and that had been my like retro gaming thing. But it was big and bulky and Androidy and stupid, and I didn't like that. So I started looking more into the Raspberry Pi thing, and I was like, oh, well, it's inexpensive, and all these articles make it sound like it's super easy to configure, so I'm like, okay, I'll just get one of these things. Uh, and it went on sale during Prime Day or something. It was like 55 bucks for a big kit with the case and all the heat sinks and uh, came with a memory card and power supply and all the shit you need. So I started going down this path, and because I have all of these ROM dumps that I've made over the years with my cartridges, I figured that... <laughs> what, what sort of... <laughs> ROM dumps are you making? There's certainly some kind of dump going on here. <laughs> so I thought I might need a way to play all these that I have made over the years. Right. From your legally owned games. <laughs> right. Yes. So <laughs> I got this thing and, you know, put it all together and configured it. And like the initial, like getting it up and running is actually fairly easy. There's enough instruction that comes with it and enough how to's on the internet to where it's like okay i've got this up and running to where i can make it do the things it says it's supposed to do and then you start reading things like ah it's got native support for this and it's native support for that and i'm like sweet i've got a wii u pro controller i'm never going to use for anything else i'll use that because this article says there's native support for it and uh you click on the link where it describes the native support and it's like Type this big long list of code into your thing. I'm like, what the fuck? So welcome to Linux. <laughs> it's supported as long as you know how to yeah recite Pseudo. the proper as long as you're good at machine code. Yeah. yeah. So you're just ty- it gives you just this chunk of code that you're just supposed to type in, and then maybe it'll work your your Wii U controller. So I haven't done any of that stuff yet. Pseudo Wii U. Yeah, you would think there would just be that command, but no, it doesn't understand any mm-hmm. of that. Oh. Uh. It, I mean, it's it's. But what a, controller do you have? I am using a wired 360 controller. Okay. And it just it just works. Like yeah. you plug the thing in, and it's just like sweet wired 360 yeah. controller. Go. It's supposed to support Bluetooth. It does. But apparently, everything I've read says that its Bluetooth support is a little bit clunky. Here's the thing: you it, go you go into it shows you the address, not the yeah, name of the thing. Yeah. So like, I was trying to configure it in my house, where there are a number of Bluetooth devices around <laughs> the house. You have to go out into a field and you get you go into this and it's like all right choose your mac address from this thing and it's like how the fuck do i know what this controller's mac address is so basically the trick is to turn off the controller and look at the mac address list and then ah. turn on the controller and the one that pops up that's not you know there you go but man just getting in there it was just like which of these numbers is and i'm like is this am i programming colors into this i just <laughs> c9a3 i don't huh so yeah, it's it's been a it's been a fun experience trying to make it go. You can uh, play the games on it though. Has, yeah, has yeah. it has it been a long road getting from it has. there to here? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm going to make that my startup theme now. Okay. On my Raspberry Pi. Um, I, I guess the the level of frustration is brought down a bit by the price because it it is really I I mean <laughs> the thing comes in this little paper gift bag. Like I handed it to my wife. I was like, open this. It's a computer. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's smaller than a playing card. Hang on. Open this. It's a computer. It's a computer. It's what? Just bigger than a credit card? Uh, it's about that size. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's ridiculous. So 
I've been getting it configured and, you know, just trying to make it look right and do all the things I want it to do. The other thing I'll say, having spent a lot of time in the original Xbox XBMC era of trying to make media centers a thing before Plex came along and just did it, you know, without mm-hmm. having to worry about it. There no one who works in the underground thing of whatever making front ends for things can make a front end look like anyone wants it to look. They're all garbage. Every front end for everything is garbage. They only care about the functionality. I guess, but it's just, there are always ones that get so close. It's like, oh, this is clean, and there's there's not a bunch of garbage on the screen, and then they choose, like, fucking Comic Sans or Wingdings or something for the font. You're just like, <laughs> the fuck Wingdings. is this? Wingdings. That would be, that would be fun to <laughs> interpret. Wingdings. Where's, where's Super Mario? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's, quite, that's music note. <laughs> Trumpet. Star. Left arrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's there's always that... You just get that frustration of like, oh, it's almost there. It's yeah. always almost that's there. That's what happens when you have engineers and programmers designing yeah. things. That's yeah. why Reddit. That's why like they're separate does. schools. <laughs> yes. Separate schools of thought, completely. Yeah, it's just it's always so close. It's always just oh, it's almost what you want it to be, and what you just want it to be is like, here's my games. Give me box art for the game. Give me a little description of what the game is. I just want yeah. it nice and give you Plex, but in video game. Yes, form. and it's always so close, but then it's just like. They, they they know each game has a paragraph of text and then they make a little tiny window to where it has to scroll by like mm. four words at a time. Yeah. And you're like, eh. <laughs> man, you so. would think people would learn when Nesticle did it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Nesticle. Right out of the box. <laughs> Nesticle was perfect. <laughs> Nesticle <laughs> worked perfectly. Yeah. But I, so far, it's played everything I've thrown at it. So yeah. uh, like up through Atari 2600 combat. <laughs> Christ. You crank that shit out. <laughs> God, those games are all smart. I, I like I have every variant of every Atari game, like oh, all the yeah. Brazilian knockoffs and everything. Just eight million <laughs> Atari files. Yeah. And they're still smaller than what would fit on one floppy disk. I mean, oh, yeah. it's insane. Well, I just remember the news groups. It used to be like you would subscribe to a news group just to get yeah. like the ROM dumps that came out every MAME revision. Yes. Yeah. Now, the MAME stuff I haven't fooled with because that shit is figuring out which version of MAME you have and which ROMs fit. Oh. With that. It's like, I haven't fucked with that yet, but it's like, I, you know, up through PS1 have tried it, and it's like, yeah, this thing is flawless in terms of what it's trying to do. Nice. Whereas, it never seems to bog down or get clunky or anything. It says it'll do Dreamcast and PS2. Haha, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Not so well, sure about that. I mean... Technology has come a long way, and that is a pretty impressive processor for yeah. a thing that you can forget about in your pocket. A thing that you can power via USB. Yeah. 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 I mean, you need to have like like three three amps, but... So, so do you have a case for it yet, or is I, it just a one, loose... One came in the pack. Okay. And then in the bundle that I bought. So yeah. there's one that I want. It's a nice little wood grain like clear slash wood grain one mm-hmm. that I'm going to get. I, I'm just making sure that this is my thing. I'm not going to start accessorizing for it until I'm until positive. Like this is, this is my jam. This yeah. is my thing. So See, I'm doing the dumb thing uh-huh. and uh, inspired by your choice to go raspberry <laughs> Pi. I am going to build a completely portable raspberry Pi okay. system with its own screen and all its that. own screen, uh-huh. uh, rechargeable batteries. So that's going to be hilarious. I can't wait. Good luck. I'm looking forward to that. No, I have, well, you've succeeded in putting together a PC. 
I have. So I have. Put, this is the next well, logical step. I mean, I had I had Harlow's help for that, but mm. um, and then it fell apart, and then I made it work again somehow. Uh, but that's PC gaming, y'all. Um, good, good job. But yeah, I mean, I have all the knowledge and skills to do what I need to do. <laughs> you laugh at me. You don't. You don't know. You I don't know. know what I do in my spare time. I, I, well. <laughs> We don't ask. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's really boring. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm gathering parts, and uh, so stay tuned. We will hear hear more tales about that about that soon. I should be getting some more parts. I, too, will probably be doing a Raspberry Pi thing, similar to Chuck, though, like just yeah. a, a, I just, a, I kn- a retro gaming console thing. Yeah. I know I'm confident that I could just buy the parts to have one that hooks up to the TV or whatever, but I figure I want to do something a little bit different. Sure. And and if it fails, you've still got the thing that hooks up to the TV. So. Well, I mean... As long as you don't, you know, fry that thing. You could. I could, <laughs> I could let all the magic smoke out. But the good news out. is, it's so cheap, it's like, right. why not try doing it's this? $35 for a yeah. Raspberry Pi. Yeah. And that's that's regular retail price is $35. So yeah. you, it's entirely possible to find one cheaper. Um, and like a, the screen that I'm looking at it for it is 50 bucks. It's a seven inch touch screen. Man. Yeah. The whole world are we living in? $50 <laughs> for a seven inch touch screen. Just mostly guaranteed not to catch on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly. It shouldn't catch on fire. Like I could. <laughs> I could That's say the that warning. Doesn't that kind of count for catch everything? On fire. Yeah. It shouldn't everything catch on except fire. firewood. Right. That really applies <laughs> to. This should catch on fire. Yeah. Charcoal, lighter fluid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the crazy thing about that is I could, like, you could replace your car stereo with a Raspberry Pi. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could replace your, your car stereo with a Raspberry Pi and a and a, a seven-inch touchscreen. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I You'd guess need you a little bit of little bit of audio stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, added on to it. But $35, you'd have a media server with Bluetooth so you could connect it to your phone and get, uh, and get data. Yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. And a touchscreen so that you can control it all. All right, there's my there's my next project. Yeah. Oh, to make a Raspberry Pi car thing. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a double din pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can do crazy shit with the Raspberry Pi. Um, cool. But you you did build a computer. I did. I did. <laughs> that um, fell apart, and then you rebuilt it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, PCs have a tendency to do to do weird things like. Um, <laughs> Like sometimes the the thing that you connect your your SATA drives to just decides to freak out on you for you know for no reason, mm-hmm. and then you connect those drives to a different port in on the motherboard, and then it works again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finally you know got things working, got them together, and uh, I picked up uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Which is the thing that everyone is talking about. That is the jam. And uh, I played it a little bit by myself, and I I did very. Oh, oh so you won. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you're supposed yeah, to be the last survivor, so you played by yourself. I played it. I played it solo. I should say. <laughs> okay. I played it solo, and I did very terribly the uh, the first the first game, and then the second game I came in eleventh place out of a hundred, which is pretty good. And then uh, friend of the podcast Ian Boudreau, um, he was like, "Hey, I have." battlegrounds 2 we should play some some duos so we played about five or six games uh i think it was tuesday night we played five or six games of of battlegrounds and that game is tense as shit especially when you're 
like bad at it like me and you are expecting every like you expect that everything in the world is going to wreck you uh from around the corner it's as soon as you make any move um so it's weird it's weirdly like a horror game when you're playing it because you're like anything could happen at any time and everything is bad and you're super nervous but um we didn't do very well at all we got we got wrecked um we didn't get any kills uh mm-hmm. we just got we just got our asses handed to us it was it was hilariously bad um but i can like now having gotten into it i can see why people like to play it and are like totally getting into it and there are some fidelity considerations that you know you have to just accept that it's built on uh it's basically built off the arma engine the same it's i think it's running unreal or something like that i don't know but it's uh, but it's basically arma stripped down and it doesn't look as fantastic as a triple a game would uh there's some there's still some jank it's an early access game so there's still some jank that they're that they're working out um and like your system requirements to run it are way higher than they should be uh because it's just not optimized well yet but they're making improvements every like there's a patch almost every week and there's a big patch every month mm-hmm. so they're they're making progress uh which is which is good well it's cuz they're making bank <laughs> yeah they are they are <laughs> they've sold 5 million copies yeah, and at what 40 that's early access yeah yeah Ugh. Forty dollars a copy, so you know that's twenty million dollars. Yeah, that'll right? work. Sure, that's more than that, but yeah. four oh. 40 times five million. Yeah, that'd be two hundred million. Two hundred million. Yeah, there, there you go. I could deal with two hundred million dollars. All yeah, and I think it's been a little bit less expensive here and there, mm-hmm. um, but there's still a lot of money. Plus, they are partnered with with Microsoft now to do a version for the Xbox one. So yeah, you know. I might have to wait for that because I mean, the mechanics to me sound are, are what's interesting about it is the whole like kind of making makeshift teams that, you know, you're going to have to betray at some point if you're good enough to get to the end. The, well, that's the, whole the thing. Shrieking there's no battlefield thing. There's no like the, everyone starts from the same place. There thing. are no, there are no like teams and alliances though. If you're playing solo, you're playing by oh, yeah. yourself. Yeah, but I mean, like, even if you have a team together, isn't it basically there's only one winner at the end? Right? No, no, the team will win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you're if you're playing so duos, if you're solo, you're just you better be the best player on earth. Right. And if you're playing a team, you really need to work together and um, work together and communicate mm-hmm. uh, because you can all win together. So, yeah. so yeah, if you're like if you're the last person alive in your team and you are the last person alive. Um, in the game, then your whole team wins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to me, it it almost sounds cooler if like the team has to turn on each other at some point. Like yeah. if, if the team wipes everyone else, and then it's like, all right, there's five of you left. So then is it just like you know it becomes a Mexican standoff where everybody's aimed at everybody else, right? Or they're all like, man, Frank, fuck that guy. He's the first to go. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> or everyone just tosses a grenade in the middle and runs. <laughs> right. It might be. I mean. There, there are other game modes that they are that that are in testing. So, like all of the partnered streamer types 
have access to some of, of these course things. They do. Yeah, I mean, streamers made this game, so mm-hmm. I can. I don't begrudge them yeah. getting a little, you know, getting a little extra access. But mm-hmm. they have stuff like a like a zombie mode where it's which okay, every game has a zombie mode, but this is the same game mechanic, but you have one team of four people that's just that that are regular people, and then ninety six zombies, and the goal is for you know, to either defeat all of the zombies or for mm-hmm. the zombies to defeat you. Yeah. So um, it's a pretty cool, like, pretty cool option for a game mode because you'll see, like, uh, you know, you'll be you'll be walking through, walking from town to town or whatever, trying to get to wherever the circle is closing in on. And all of a sudden, just like 40 of these naked, weird-looking things start running at, <laughs> running at you and jumping mm-hmm. and punching. So... There's that. There's also like a um, like a CTs versus terrorists mode mm-hmm. where you have several squads of uh, CTs and a couple squads of terrorists, and you have to fight it out. Uh, but they're doing interesting things with that game, and I want to keep keep playing it. Cool. I'm gonna before have to give I, it a shot at some point. before everybody turns off the podcast. I think we'll end the discussion there. Okay. So <laughs> I know people are tired of hearing about this fucking game, and I understand it has taken over the zeitgeist of what everyone talks about like week to week in any kind of gaming anything it's, it's basically like where the, overwatch was a yeah, year and a half ago. it kind of has turned into that yeah and where, where dota 2 was before yeah. that it was mm-hmm. just like okay yeah we get it <laughs> man if we didn't run people away with player unknown battlegrounds talk yeah, yeah. let's tough. let's try some fucking mobile game talk. Oh, hell yeah. mobile <laughs> corner <laughs> Yeah, uh, mobile corner. Uh, aside from Neo, that's where all my gaming has been this month. That's all I did this month was yeah. playing mobile games. Yeah. Um, my friends at TVGP, they got me into Marvel Puzzle Quest. Okay. Which I know is like three or four years old now, and I remember trying it when it first came out, being like, "Yeah, it's Puzzle Quest," and you know, and there being like twenty different currencies, and just being like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do this. Fuck it, move on." Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm back in. <laughs> Back in hard because it's got it, the puzzle quest thing, of course, is what's going to appeal to me. Even even it's and it's sure as shit a puzzle quest game because you got the you look at the board and you only have one move you can make. So you make it and that leads to like 20 lucky drops for the other team that just decimates you in one move. And you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and. But it's still good. And it still has that you're building up your your different colors to get different superpowers that you can activate. And it's a strategy of, okay, which team did I build and which superpowers do I use in what order in order to, you know, knock out the other team and all that. But I think the thing that separates it from a lot of other mobile games is that no matter your level, there's something to do. It's it's un- until like later on in the some of the timed events, like once you it reaches a certain stage where it's like, yeah, I don't have anything that can compete on this level. But at the beginning, pretty much everyone can participate in a story mode battle, which every like I think two or three times a week, they start a new story mode, which is just a new sequence of missions, which, you know, right now it's I think Rocket and Groot have landed on Earth and they're helping the Avengers do something, you know, so it's like, OK, all these missions revolve around them and they might give you one of them for you know, add them to your roster for that particular battle. So there's always something to be doing in that game and something to be earning, mm-hmm. even though, yes, it does have like, you know, five or six different currencies of stuff, you know, cause there's one for upgrading your guys. And then there's the covers you collect to unlock the powers on your, or new characters. You know, there's the coins, which are the actual ones that you purchased that let you uh, increase your roster or do, you know, other 
timed shit. But in general, I found like you can do all you want to do in a day and not really ever have to worry about, okay, my guys have to heal up and I can't do it because they give you like 10 heals a day. So it's, it's just, it's really good. And I guess it helps that I'm in a, a group where people are participating so that, you know, we're getting bonuses for doing that. But I, I like it cause I haven't had to pay a damn thing and it keeps me occupied and actually has some depth as far as developing your, your roster and all that stuff. Hmm. And it's puzzle quest, which if anyone remembers from way back when on the 360 days of me playing puzzle quest for just hours and hours and hours, that was the game. That was like my default, man, it's Friday. Nobody's doing shit. I don't feel like going out. I'm just going to sit here at home and play puzzle quest for like five straight hours. Hell yeah. Yeah. Those were the days, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just skip <laughs> meals, skip sleep, just totally. play puzzle quest. I don't like to think about how much time I have in the 360 version of puzzle <laughs> quest for which I have all the achievements, which is uh-huh. ludicrous. Um, yeah. The other one I've been playing, uh, they released a new Futurama game and uh, I downloaded the wrong one. I downloaded Futurama game of drones, which is like one from a few years back, which is basically another match four type thing, mm-hmm. but it's, it gives you different, different board configurations. And then certain tiles are locked until you match them a certain number of time. You know, there's just dozens of different variations on that. And this one, like I have not paid them anything. And, you know, if playing a certain amount of matches each day gives you new cards, which you know, are like collectible cards, but they don't really do anything aside from if you get a complete set of five from a category, like, you know, one category is just like different types of drones. One is like from the planet of the Amazons episode. It's like all the different Amazons and, you know, the, the different delivery people at Panucci's are a category, you know, one of Barack Obama and just stuff like that. Like, and getting those lets you trade them in for a certain type of bonus, you know, whether it's their, their dollar credits, which are the things that you can actually purchase Mm -hmm. or what, but uh, yeah, that's been a good time waster one, though that one definitely gives you the feel of, hey, I'm a free to play thing and I'm going to fuck you until you pay up <laughs> because, you know, th- there's just like it, when the stuff drops down, it doesn't feel like it falls in a consistent order. Like, you know, most things like, OK, you know, when you have a grid on screen, all right, these are going to fall straight down and whatever is randomly generated from the top is what's going to fuck me. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one feels like, okay, because everything slides diagonally when it drops and you, and you delete something off the screen, you know, it's basically on a hexadecimal type or, you know, a hex grid type thing. And so sometimes, okay, that one's going to fall left. And then other times, Oh, it's going to fall right. And you never know which. So it's like, you almost can't plan ahead. You can't be like, all right, if I destroy this, then this is going to drop here and that's going to help me. It's like there's no predictability to it. And it's, of course, going to fall the way that's not going to help you ever. And it always feels like your first run at a level, you're going to get like one short of accomplishing it before you run out of turns. And then they're like, hey, do you want to spend your your credits to get more turns? Or just want to give up and start over? You know, and then you start over. And then it's like, okay, now we're really going to fuck you because it's like you're (laughs) never going to get close again. So that one, I mean, I'm enjoying it and I'm not giving them any money, but I've hit some levels where I've just had to keep playing the same level for like two days straight, just hoping to get the lucky run that's going to clear it. Hmm. And I don't even know how many there are. I think I'm on level like 125 and there's something like 300 in the game, I believe. But again, it's, it's good. It has, uh, it actually has a storyline going through it that I'm kind of enjoying. And it seems like they get the humor of the show, which is kind of nice as well. But yeah, it's it's a free to play game, you know, with all that 
those trappings of watching. Yeah. Watching an ad gives you like a bonus spin on this wheel and you can only do it a certain number of times per day, but that's where they get their, uh, you know, their, their revenue is dealing with that stuff. And uh, quick note, Kami 2, they patched in ads, which bummed me out. Oh. I stopped playing because it was like, oh, you want to do today's uh, today's user chosen level? All right, here's an ad. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Used to be a lot easier than before, but I guess clearly people buying hints wasn't uh, paying the bills. So, yeah, it has ads in it now. So I kind of stopped playing that one. Well, I don't want to say it's the reason I haven't played anything all month. There are other reasons I haven't played any games all month, but the the one thing I have played since the last episode is mostly Crazy Taxi Gazillionaire, uh, which I have now done with. You're done? I've put that away. Well, good. It, uh, Did it, you beat it? No. It just got to a point where... Did you unlock Batman? No. Oh. No. But it, you just you get to a point where you're at the same I amount... I can't believe you didn't ask me that about Arkham VR. I know. Can you play as Batman? <laughs> you the one game you I can literally play. We'll, I thought maybe we moved Batman on. You were on the roll. I didn't want to interrupt you. You were playing as Batman. As yeah. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. I thought it was clear. Can you play okay. as Man Bat? No. No. Ah, we'll see. Damn it. Anyway, you just get to a point where you've got a certain amount of money and you can't really progress anymore. Mm-hmm. But there, there's levels to get to. You just can't get there. The in-game buy these things don't seem to get you there any faster either. Yeah. So... All it does when you prestige is just get you to this hard cap faster. And then you just have to do nothing but put the game down and come back two days later and see if you've accumulated enough money to get past it. And you haven't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this 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 is dumb. This is I'm never going to get to where I'm going. So yeah. for for a free to play game that I played consistently several times a day for at least a month, maybe longer. I have to say that's a pretty good free to play game because never once did I ever feel like I had to throw money at it. Not one time. Uh, but the one thing that the game subsists on is shoving ads in your face, which I kind of got to be okay with because it was mostly other apps that it was showing ads for. Occasionally it would just be something dumb, but for the most part it would be other games. And these were games that I had never in a million years. I wouldn't have known that they were games. So, it was at this point where I was like, I'm just going to download some of these and I'll have them for whatever the next time is that I need a mobile game. So I've been stockpiling these games on my phone. And so when I kind of wrapped up Crazy Taxi, I started going through these. Yeah. And a couple of them were just match three games. And I was like, you know, I just I like Bejeweled 2. I like Bejeweled 3. I played a lot of those on the 360. So there were a couple of those in the batch. One was Angry Birds Blast, and the other was a Family Guy game, which is a ridiculous ripoff of Angry Birds Blast. It's it's not even close. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't understand when Match 3 games got really fucking complicated. Like, instead of just matching the shapes and the Three, colors yeah. and, and you, know, some, you know, obviously a four will get you something and a five will get you something. And But this is like they've gotten to the point where it's like make a square or make an L shape. And that will create this, this Rubik's cube star that when you match with a thing, that's got a other thing on it, will explode all of these things. And it's like, I think that's got to be a matter of trying to differentiate themselves from everyone else. Yeah. Because I mean, there's only so many ways you can do. I know here's this grid and you need three of them to match up. And I get that. I think what, it, what my complaint is, is it's more with me and that I waited so long between games in that genre that I'm so far behind on 
the concepts within it now that mm-hmm. I'm lost. Like, it, you know, it'd be like if you were playing Madden on the Genesis and then all of a sudden, you know, jump to a PS4 version. You're like, ah, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how does, <laughs> how do you know? So, um, yeah, those games are fine. The, the Family Guy one is is kind of irritating because Family Guy is irritating, but it's all revolved around alcohol, which I don't understand how that can be an app. Like it just it seems yeah, like that would be know. an instant like no you can't make that game but it's all about matching the drinks for the characters and then they get drunk and fall off the screen and you're like how 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 are you doing that <laughs> like how are you getting by with that but whatever Family Guy yeah. so um I settled on a game it just came out recently although I think it's been out overseas for a while uh, WWE Tap Mania mm. which is a game where you tap on the screen a lot like. A lot, a lot. Like your screen is like until you feel like you're going crazy. <laughs> well, um, you know, like the old uh, track and field arcade cabinet yeah. where you would just have to wail the fuck on the buttons to yeah. do anything. Yeah, enjoy taking like two fingers on each hand and just fucking beating the fuck out of your phone screen because that's what you have to do at certain points to get past whatever it is you're trying to do. Yeah, and there are. Nine million systems in the game and cards and 12 currencies and every four seconds John Cena pops up to tell you a new thing. 20 hours into the game John Cena's popping up to say hey come check out this new thing you unlocked and Mm -hmm. here's a new way to play and is there a toggle for that so that you don't see him? No because they have to continually (laughs) (laughs) fuck fuck every fuck off (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just a dumb game. And eventually you you hire other cards to stand in the ring with you so that when you're not tapping the screen, they're tapping the screen for you. So you get to a point where you're... So it's every cookie clicker. <laughs> it's, it's cookie clicker. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Every, every game like that is yeah. basically hire someone to do the game for you. Yeah. So like when you, go, when you go into menus, the game is still running. You can see it faded in the background, but all the other characters are doing it for you, so... Whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Mobile games are fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. <laughs> did, I mean, did it have ads or is it just a straight are... up like, hey, it's WWE. No, We're there's ads. WWE. There's no. ads in it also. Great. I, I don't know how the world has gotten okay with ads in mobile games. I Especially video ads and it's and doubly video ads that make noise. I, I've never... I, okay, out I of all these, a game. Just, all these games, I've never heard anything. Yeah. My sound is always off. I don't know what any of these games sound like. The only like. time I ever hear them is if I have my headphones on, yeah. like listening to a podcast and while I'm doing something else. Yes. On the, and then when you hit, when it suddenly pops up an ad, then it'll play the ad over the podcast or yeah. congruent with the podcast, which is my favorite one. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, rarely do I hear them because I just have it plugged in on my desk and I'm like, yeah. all right, looks like it's time to tap some shit <laughs> and then i'll i'll close with this because i think it's going to segue into harlow's thing is that there's a there's an office space uh game that i have a feeling i have not played adventure capitalist but i think it is adventure capitalist with an mm-hmm. office space skin on it mm-hmm. i've only played that for a couple of minutes so i can't really comment on it but mm-hmm. it's it's basically you are siphoning pennies away from the company but you have to put movie characters in certain positions in this office to make sure that you are maximizing the fractions of pennies that you are stealing from the company. And it, you know, it's just another one of those games. So, Mm -hmm. and there's something where you have to tap on the screen. It's like, here's the printer, bash the shit out of it. Tap, 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 you know, that kind of thing. So 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Venture Capitalist. Uh, I I finished it. I think I said last time I was close to finishing it, and mm-hmm. I did in fact finish it. Um, I finished two of the areas out of three. Yeah, I've, there's Mars and the Moon, mm-hmm. and then I just Earth is like the one that I had to finish up. And yeah, you hit a certain point. It's like okay, the game's not telling me I'm done with the game, but I'm totally done with the game. Like there are no more upgrades. There yeah. are no more anything. Nothing else to do. There are no more worlds to conquer. So, hmm. um. But so it's I, good. I wept and I deleted. Oh. <laughs> and I haven't actually played a mobile game since. Like, I, I think, honestly, like... It broke you. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it did. It, it Ivan Drago the fuck out of me because, like, I I just don't even care anymore. Like, I, mm-hmm. I haven't even really, like, said, man, what should I play? I downloaded one, like, a free app of the week thing just to try it, but I played it for, like, 30 seconds. I'm like, that's garbage. Delete. Yeah. And... Oh, I've deleted about 10 apps of other ones that I downloaded from seeing ads for. And we're just like, this is the hottest of bullshit. Yeah. Like there, there are varying degrees of free play games because like some of them like crazy taxi are kind of subtle in what they want you to do to keep, Mm -hmm. keep it free, man. Like some of the, the slot machine things, like there was like this Willy Wonka slot machine thing. Holy fuck. The amount of times it is begging for your Facebook password. Mm hmm fuck off like yeah you know i it's <laughs> i don't understand slot machine games on a phone i don't either especially the because point you, of a slot machine is to win money <laughs> yeah and you would think they would be programmed to maybe make you feel better like obviously a slot machine is going to take all your money but the slot machine app will probably like keep you going and make yeah. you feel good about it no they fucking take your money the same way the, your virtual money in the same amount of time that a real machine would like yeah. you're done with the game in 45 seconds you're like well fuck what was it? why did i play that mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks yeah. Yeah. No, I just I nothing remotely interests me. The only thing I'm playing is like I'm back on my iPad. I'm playing a tower defense game. Yeah. But like that's not. I mean, I might as well be sitting at a computer. Which mm-hmm. one? Which one is it? Bloons. Oh. oh, you're back to balloons. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they keep putting shit in balloons. Yeah, they do. Every, every time I open it up, I'm like, oh my god, there's so much more stuff yeah. that I've forgotten about. Yeah, balloons TD5 is still good. Have I they put out a TD6 or is it nah, still just TD5? So. I think it's just okay. just number five still. Yeah, that that is a good tower defense. Yeah, I, I, I just can't knock that. I just I gone back to playing that for some stupid reason. No, nah. but it's not stupid, man. Yeah, it's a good game. I, I mean, well, what's weird is like my, apparently my progress got reset somewhere along the oh, way. Jesus, probably from moving my iPads, I think. But um, I guess it doesn't have cloud saves. But I was just like, I don't care. It, yeah, I didn't really have anything unlocked that's like absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those games like you can unlock shit, but it's like it doesn't break the game. Like you never get to that Diablo level of like, I've unlocked everything. Let's just murder this. It's like, it's still kind of just as hard as it was before. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess I'll wrap up our mobile corner. huh? Okay. Uh, check it back in on Pokemon go. I gotta say, I never stopped playing Pokemon go, but uh, they put out the generation two or whatever you want to call it. Batch of stuff that went up to, I think it's like uh two now in the Pokedex. So, that was fun when that first launched because there was all sorts of new shit everywhere. And now it's hit the point where it's like, yeah, all the new shit, like you've seen all the new shit that is going to be out in the wild. All the stuff much. that you're going to catch. Yeah. Not you specifically, but yeah. all the, all the stuff that plebeians are going to catch. Oh, not yeah, of course. Hardcore players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they had their one year anniversary and then they did like a Pokemon go fest in Chicago that apparently went as poorly <laughs> so the, as you would expect oh, that yeah. to go. If you have, if you have followed Niantic for any length of time, you knew it was going to be a clusterfuck. Yep. And they are exactly what you thought they were. Mm-hmm. 
I want to be the very worst. Yeah, <laughs> it, it took people like an hour to leave. Like they yeah. like to check out. They couldn't get out without waiting an hour in line to leave. Yeah. Somehow. And like, of course, cell service was just fucked because there were so many people trying to be on it. Well, that nobody could be on it. Yeah. yeah. They Niantic hasn't worked that out, even though basically what they do is they create these giant events and want thousands of people at them, mm-hmm. but they have no way to manage either their servers or to work with wireless carriers to get increased service in the yeah. area. They Why didn't they just have Wi-Fi all over the place? Well, their servers couldn't handle it even if you're on Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad news. All right. However, what it did they, was... It would have mitigated some of the problem, yeah. but... What it did was it made they released legendary raids into the world because they completely revamped how the uh, gyms worked. Where the gyms yeah, used to they be did that like a few months ago. Yeah, right? you'd see the gyms, and the gyms would basically be like the same eight things sitting in there, all like from people who have played even more than I have since launch. You know, and so it would just be like these unbeatable things sitting in gyms all over town, and all you could hope to do was piggyback if one of them got booted. And they changed it so now like there have to be six different types of things in each gym. And over time they lose health. Like even if no Mm -hmm. one fights them, they just gradually go down. So they're easier to knock out. So it's much easier to basically go to a gym and take it over. And uh, you get a lot more credits if you have your thing in for more than, I think it's eight hours. Cause like every 10 minutes you get one credit for it, but you can only get 50 credits per day. So what happens is if you have four different things in gyms across town and all four get booted at the same time, you're basically only getting 50 credits, but if one gets booted today and then the other three get booted tomorrow, you got 50 credits for today and 50 credits for tomorrow. So it's made it a lot right. easier to actually, you know, expand your uh, item box and your Pokemons you can handle and all that stuff. But anyway, they put out legendary raids, which are basically timed things that are against like super powerful enemies. Like uh, the one we fought was Lugia, which I guess is like one of the mascots for one of the teams. And there's one called Articuno that was somewhere else. But it was notable because it was the one time I have been out and seen other people playing Pokemon Go at the gym. In the last, I, like, year. year. Yeah. yeah, like that first week there were people doing stuff. And you'd see them, like, going around doing catching Pokemons. And this one, luckily, I live right near a college. So right. we went to one right by the college. And there was, like, 30 people all standing under a tree. I'm like, oh, you know why the fuck they're here. <laughs> right. And yeah, so my wife and I joined their group and we battled uh, Lugia. Did you win? Yes, we beat him. Cool. Did you However, capture him? you have to capture him and they give you like special Pokeballs to do it and you only have like that chance. And if you don't get him then, mm-hmm. you got to fight him again and do it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they gave me 11 of them and I did not catch him with any of them <laughs> despite getting greats and excellence on him. I'm for sorry. most of the hits. Yeah, only one guy out of like the 30, I think there were, there was one guy who's like, oh my God, I actually got it. And then like one other girl, I think got it. But out of like 30 people standing there, two people ended up with him. But it was just notable because it was like, holy shit, there are people playing Pokemon Go right. somewhere. I saw a bunch of uh, a bunch of nerd people gathered around, yeah. the, around the library uh, with well, their phones out. You're pretty wont to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, not outside I mean, the fucking library. Fucking nerds reading and yeah. shit. Fucking books. They were, they were outside the library. They weren't inside the library. Oh, so they were yeah. they weren't true nerds. They were yeah. they were Pokemon but nerds. I also want to note in true Niantic fashion, half the people the app crashed right near the end of the battle. Oh, of course. So they didn't of even course. get to make throws at at Lugia once we once he was you know catchable. Mm-hmm. 
Of course. Of course. And they were like frantically trying to get back in, but then because the timer had expired on the raid, they couldn't get back in and they were just like one guy's like, Yeah, well I guess this is service ticket number 185 to them. Right. Which yeah, he clearly played way too much. But yeah. It was just it was nice to see people playing it again. But yeah. now whenever I see these legendary raids, it's always like at nine AM as I'm walking into work. I'm like, yeah, they're never going to fucking see anybody doing these on a weekday at 9 a.m. Yep. So it's like almost like why even bother putting these time things out then? So who knows? I don't know, man. They still it's it's nice to have new stuff to catch, even though that's already wearing off. But yeah. at least at least they've made some of the goals easier and some of the things for people that are still playing to team up and play are worth doing because like you cannot beat any of that stuff. By yourself. On your own. Yeah. yeah it, it, you know, it took like 20 of us to beat him and it was down to the wire for most of us. So, so mm-hmm. I guess that's all our mobility. I believe so. Is that all she's got for this episode? No, we got an email. All right. Because uh, <laughs> speaking of Pokemon. Yeah. We got uh, Jay from Vegas uh-huh. who says, yo, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon. I'm happy for you and I'm gonna let you finish. But Gold and Silver are the best Pokemon games of all time. <laughs> hey, no quarters crew. Jay from the prequel to Fallout New Vegas here, and I cannot tell you how simultaneously <laughs> pleased and displeased I am that Pokemon Gold and Silver are coming to the 3DS. Pleased because Gold and Silver fixed issues like with dual-type Pokemon and made Psychic no longer the fucking overpowered cheater class it was in Red and Blue, but it also added day-night cycles, genders, Pokemon breeding, new evolutions, and is the only Pokemon game that lets you play the previous game in its entirety upon beating the Elite Four. Now, why am I displeased? No Pokemon Crystal! Not only did Crystal fix issues with Gold and Silver, it was the first game where you could play a female trainer and it had bonus levels. Yes, the one Pokemon game that contains two full games added more content, yet it's not coming to the 3DS. Nintendo gave us yellow with red and blue, so denying us Crystal seems stupid. Oh, and since the Switch is technically Nintendo's new handheld, it looks like that console gets the next generation of Pokemon. And in case you're wondering, no, I'm not buying a second Switch for trading. At least not now, when the fucking things are impossible to find in $300. If a 2DS-like version of the Switch that's cheaper and smaller comes out, I would get one then because fuck money. Ghost ride the Squirtle and hit that Bulbasaur fitty J sent for my Pokemon Gold cart with a dead battery. Cool. I understood like half that. <laughs> I heard the words Pokemon a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I heard fuck color. money and I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all about some fuck money. Yeah. Easy there, Virgil. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I always, they, the thing I always remembered about Pokemon was people buying multiple carts just to trade with themselves. Wait, really? System. Yeah, like back in the back in the day, like having multi- multiple uh, Pokemon color or uh, Game Boy colors just to trade Pokemon since, you know, certain ones couldn't be found in red. You had know, to trade them into blue and all that shit. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. There are people that did that. No, all right. I don't know. I just played Y straight up. I don't know what I was mm-hmm. doing. <laughs> I had some fun. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We put some games well, on it. I remember, <laughs> I remember trying to play Yellow when I first went. Like after Pokemon Go got me, like, yeah, let's play a Pokemon. And then I was like, this is nothing like those games at all. Yeah, it does seem odd to not give you the better version uh, for release, but I'm guessing that that will be released a little bit later once everyone's bought uh, all the gold and silvers. Then they'll be like, okay, yeah, here's Crystal, because hmm. that sounds like a Nintendo thing to do. Or they'll be like, oh, you know what? There's only so many virtual copies we can sell. So if you didn't buy it in the first 10 minutes, you don't get one. Because Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. just, I just want a realized Poke- Pokemon game on the Switch. That's that's what I want. I will sit and play it. I don't care about trading or 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I just don't have this obsession most of the time to hundred percent things like unlock all the bullshit. But the point of Pokemon is to catch them all. I don't give a fuck. No, you've got to. <laughs> you've got to catch them all. I do not. You've got to. I, I don't. Don't tell me fuck. what to do. <laughs> you're, you're not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Suck my whoa, wood, whoa, Professor Oak. Whoa. Jesus. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I guess that's it for this month, huh? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think we've gone on. We got, long we got some VR, got some mobile, right? All the yeah, not real video yeah, games. We, <laughs> like consoles, what are those? Yeah, eh. eh. Lamos use those. Am I yeah, right? You're right, Lamos. So anyway, if you want to get in touch with us, uh huh, right a set. Where my skull at NoQuarters.net, as in the location of our skull, not something you would put on your body. As yeah, in do, do not adorn yourself with our yes, skulls. Do not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, also check us out, youtube.com slash noquartersnet, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash noquartersnet, twitch.tv slash noquartersnet, twitter.com slash noquartersnet, and of course, noquarters.net. <laughs> All of those things, you can find us. And if uh, Major Nelson tweets about backwards compatibility for anything, <laughs> you need to remind him, hashtag 50 cent blood on stand, sand, hashtag where my skull, and request that 50 cent blood on the sand be made backwards compatible. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Larry Herb, Xbox Live Major Nelson, has no control over what games <laughs> no, are nope. available. He's, he's the announcer, and it's so right. we f- kill the messenger. In <laughs> fact, Microsoft themselves don't even have any say as to what comes on the back room. They have a little bit of say, but not much. It's up to the publisher. Maybe right. maybe if we bother Larry enough, he'll go, oh my god, these people won't stop shutting up about 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. What even is that game? Please, someone help. Wasn't it a THQ game? It might have been. So that's going to be was. real fun. So Maybe it's basically we should just start free. tweeting at Fiddy. I was going to say Fiddy might have more power than Microsoft in this. <laughs> yeah. We can just tag Fiddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fiddy would be like, what? Yeah. Hear us, Fiddy. <laughs> I know Fiddy's proud of that game. Hear us. Is he? Still? Yeah. yeah. I, I think Fiddy likes that and Bulletproof, which he's wrong about Bulletproof, but. <laughs> I just I just want, I just don't want to have to plug my 360 back in to play mm. 50 Cent Blood on the yeah, Sand. Yeah, especially because bros. the cord would have to reach to the sun. Yeah, so it's, it's really right. It's, it's burning up be as we see it. Amazon, do you have <laughs> do you have a one AU H- HDMI cable? <laughs> Good call. Yeah. yeah, boy, the screen lag's really rough on this. Yeah. It's like the signal has to transmit light years. <laughs> but anyway, please do that, and thanks for listening. Yes. Oh, yeah. And if you want to uh, check us out, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Uh, our sister show, obviously, Bad Movie Fiends. Our Patreon uh, gets you exclusive to get you access to exclusive content and yep. lets you vote on BJ's Twitch streaming game each month. That's right. Uh, and also, if you're a patr- patron patron, uh, if you're a Patreon patron. <laughs> we can't speak today, can we? We're like a Patreon. But if you're a patron, uh, you can get yourself into our newly christened uh, Bear Suit Studios Discord. Um, and uh, once we release it live to the general public, you will have a fancy swanky ass Patreon lounge to chat in uh, away from all of the plebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, but if you're if you're a patron, uh, go ahead and check the uh, check Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast, and there's a link to the Discord uh, that'll get you get you in there. And uh, we got uh, seven or eight folks that are that are hanging out and chatting with us, and it's a good time right now. So, uh, yeah. pop in there and say hi, and then keep an eye out for keep an eye out on the on the Twitters 
and the Facebooks, and we'll announce when we go officially live with the uh, with the Discord, so you guys can hang out and chat and uh, yell at us in real time, or yell at each other in real time, and uh, maybe get together for some gaming, uh, plan some of that stuff out, and it's got voice chat, and it's, you know, cool stuff, so get on it. Yep. Totally. Make it happen. Well, let's get out of here. All right. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. This is No Quarters Out. <laughs>